Alright folks, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. And today is going to be an old school episode, it's just me and Loaf, we on the mic, and we spitting some truth. <laughs> two, two tables and a mic. Yeah, where it's at. What's the thing? <laughs> uh, what's up dude, what's up to you? Uh, not much man, just got back from watching Ghostbusters. Yeah man, let's want to talk about it. I was going to get into the parachute shit, but I mean the, the frame. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard something happened. I don't need to keep up with the news. <laughs> Bastille Day. Every time I hear Bastille Day, it makes me think of the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lisa meets those cool kids at the beach. That's right. Bastille Day. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I know about it. Um, uh, I guess we'll right. touch on it real quick. Uh, I think it was right now the total was 84 confirmed oh, dead. Damn. And a few, and like 20, uh, dozens other casualties. But uh, if it was a sniper, it would have been the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> it's some dude in a truck. He just hit a bunch of people. They still don't know, uh, you know, what was his motives or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. They still don't know what was going on. Just probably somebody, <laughs> somebody mentally unstable that got a hold of uh, something that he could use to hurt people and <laughs> he hurt people. I think they should ban all trucks. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, you know, that, why is it you haven't heard any backlash of, like, Pray for France or everybody's changing their profile picture to that red, stupid red, white, and blue oh, shit? Oh, uh, there's always something. In. No, you haven't seen that yet, though. Like, you know how there was an outrage for it last time, you know? So the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I think people are just finally like, oh, yeah, I guess this is the world we live in. They're, they're, they're getting That's desensitized to it. Yeah, exactly. Or do you think uh, another theory might be just because America, you know, right now, America's going through their own shit, so we ain't worried about anybody else's because we got our own things going on oh, now okay. with like, gotcha. you know, the the whole cops and you know the, all that fucking racist bullshit. You know, right. maybe it's maybe that's the reason why no one's really giving a fuck about the rest. And then now we're worried about our own shit, so we don't have time to worry about anybody else. Yeah, that could be a that yeah. could be a thing. Um, it's, a, it's a shitty situation sometimes. It's it, like once it hits close to home, that's when okay, this is different. It affects me now, so. No, no, I mean, well, no, because last time the Paris, the Paris bombings happened, uh, everybody was here pray for France, or the Belgium thing, pray, you know, brother, and, you know, but there was nothing going on at home, or at least not in the news. I, th- I think that's kind of more to the point what I was making last time, like, if social media, whatever social media wants you to focus on, that's what the propaganda is going to get to. And that's what you—that's what people are gonna focus on. Mm. Well, whoever gets the most shares, the most likes, whoever gets the clickbait, almost, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. where their people are gonna uh, go towards. Shit, bad shit happens all the time, but no one makes a big deal about this, but not a big deal about that. Well, mm. why? Because it's not popular in social media right now, so right. they're not pushing their agenda right now. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's definitely a popularity contest. So I'm trying to, I don't know, sell, make money, whatever. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of that kind of nonsense on social media, Ghostbusters got a lot of backlash before it even hit the theaters. Oh, a lot okay. of people hating on it. Oh, they ruined my childhood? A lot of people hating oh, on man. it. Like, why are they remaking this? Why are they remaking that? I thought the film was pretty damn fucking It was good. Awesome. It was good, man. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not Definitely saying it was uh, it was uh, the best movie ever. I'm not saying it was the worst movie ever. I thought it was pretty damn good, though. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I yeah. enjoyed myself. Yeah. Very much enjoyable, yeah. I, that's what I was telling everybody, like... Well, let's wait till see. And the reason I was kind of like defending it was just because number one, Paul Feig hasn't let me down yet. You know, uh, he, I, I, everything he's put out since he hooked up, started hooking up with Melissa McCarthy. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, like I said, obviously we know him when he was an actor, and when he started directing, 
uh, you know, heavyweights, of course, heavyweights, and all that stuff. Like... But uh, when he started directing, uh, you know, he, Bridesmaids was probably his first big hit where people hmm. started recognizing him. Then came The Heat, which I, I I really enjoyed. I don't know if you ever got a chance to see that one. He is that the... Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy? No, I didn't see that one. But you, oh, you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's pretty good. I recommend it. Didn't watch it. Uh, then Spy, of course. Spy was great. And then now this one. I mean, I I, I, mean, I enjoy his stuff a lot. Yeah. So I don't know why people people were giving him... I guess because Ghostbusters was so beloved. You mm-hmm. know, so people were like, no, what are you doing? Don't touch, yeah, don't yeah. touch this. You know, like... I mean, but it was... It, it, took you know the concept of the original but it's a different storyline different people you know mm-hmm. so it's it's its own movie you know i, I could definitely Absolutely. you know i could see it as you know a different entity from the original it was based off of uh, you know, of course, intended but, entity uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man uh, i think uh keep an open mind you'll definitely get a kick out of it too you know yeah, um, yeah. like I said, the jokes are funny. Uh, there's a lot of great cameos. This is going to be a spoiler look. We're going to bring up some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you know, don't uh, listen to this episode or just put on pause and wait till after you see it. Or if you don't give a fuck about spoilers, by all means. But we're kind of doing like, I guess we're using like a review, not necessarily a review of the movie, but just like a recap kind of thing. Right. Things like, Kind of what we did with like Deadpool and Zoolander. Hmm. Yeah, and usually these are mini episodes, you know, when we do like movie recaps. So, you know, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just for everybody at home, you know, listening. So, you know, like I said, we might let some shit, you know, whatever that's according to the plot. So, if you don't, if you want to go into it fresh, by all means, keep your uh, keep your eyes fresh. Uh, what do you think of the cameos? All the they had actually way more than that. Yeah, same. I only heard about one. Oh, okay. oh, the Bill Murray one, obviously, oh, right? Course, yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, he probably had the most airtime, I guess. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, screen time, I guess is a better way to put it. But, uh, but I, I was I was really happy the way they put everything in there because it didn't feel forced. It feels it felt you know what it felt like like. Uh, these characters were already written into the mm-hmm. sc- into the script, and they just kind of filled in with the that actor would be great for this. So. Gotcha. I, actually, except for the Sigourney Weaver, that kind of seemed shoehorned in, but I didn't mind it. I yeah, just yeah, didn't mind I didn't it. see that one coming either. Yeah, but I didn't mind it, you know. But the fact that oh, Homegirl's uncle, uh, Leslie Jones' uncle, oh, he's coming, you know, and it, yeah, yeah, oh, and it happens gosh, to be him. That's great. That's great. Oh, you know what I was gonna say? That's what I was bringing up. I was thinking about it as I'm watching the movie. I, you know why? You, like you brought up earlier about it's its own movie, its mm-hmm. own entity. <laughs> um, I, I like the fact that we didn't get like, oh, okay, so she's she's gonna be Dan Aykroyd's character here. She's playing Bill right, Murray's right. character. He's playing Egon, or he's playing um, uh, Winston. We didn't have just because Leslie Jones is black doesn't mean he, she's doing the or, right, or right. Winston's Ernie Hudson's character. Uh, it wasn't that at all. I got that that these are their own individual characters. If there's a remake 10, 20 years from now, I, then I'm gonna see like, okay, so who's gonna play Melissa, uh, you know, Melissa right. McCarthy's character? Who's gonna play? You know, they they had their di- a different personality. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a Bill Murray type in there. You know, there was a there was yeah, a uh, there was the homegirl Kate McKinnon's character. I forget the quirky smart one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was. I saw remnants of Dan Aykroyd's character, but not really. She was kind of her own little, very unique, yeah, very, very quirky, uh, very out there, yeah. and very wild and. I was like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. wild cardish. Cool. Yeah. cool. Reminded we, me of Samantha for some reason. I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, Lady Gaga sometimes does too. Just really? like the weird shit. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> you know Samantha. My little sister Samantha for everybody at home. Uh, yeah. Uh, same thing with like um, Kristen Wiig's character. Like, kind of remnants of Egon, but not really. Right, yeah, She's yeah, kind yeah. of her own thing, you know. Definitely. Uh, and uh, you know who really like uh, Leslie Jones, uh, the black girl. Uh-huh. She really stole the movie for me. Like almost everything she said for me was like, ah, that's what's definitely up. the comedy. Really. Yeah. What's up, Gwen? You want to join? Be in the podcast? You just saw the film. Uh, yeah. Or come on in. Coming through. Coming closer. Uh, you're gonna be on the podcast. How? What do you think of uh, Ghostbusters? Uh, I liked it a lot. Now you're a fan of the originals, right? Uh, yeah. Did you when you went as into this? What's that? As, as far as I saw. 
when you went into these, um, uh, going to this movie theater, did you feel like, oh, are they going to hold up, hold it to the original? Are they going to be just as good as the original, or, is, or are they going to ruin it? What, do you, what did you think? Um, well, I, I don't really know. I was just excited to see a movie. Oh, any? Because I, <laughs> basically, because, like, I, I wanted, I wanted to see something that, yeah. that, that was new, and, like, but, like, we just saw Ghostbusters today in yeah. preparation. It was literally, like, so let's was, recap. We were looking for, it was yeah. curious, because, well, like, you know, let's get us up in the Ghostbuster movie. Let's watch the Ghostbusters again. Yeah. And we went looking for Netflix, and, like, they took it off already. And we're like, yeah. God damn it. And then we're tuning through the channels, and what happens? Boom, Ghostbusters is on. Like, we literally were fate. just, yeah, it was fake. I, I knew all the references. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Uh, did you, you know, all the cameos, too, yeah. right? Yeah, the cameos, huh? <laughs> I thought you might, uh, you know this director, Paul Feig, we, we've gone to his, what? whenever we go to the movies by ourselves, we've seen yeah. his movies before, we went to see yeah. Bridesmaids, The Heat, oh, yes, uh, yes. even Spy, I think we saw it together, yeah. uh, so you were already a fan of him and um, like some of the actresses, yeah. we saw that, so did that get you like, oh, you know, let's go, it gave you leeway, like, yeah, I want to. I just want to see them, even if it's a cool movie, and it happens to be yeah. Ghostbusters, awesome, you know? They're like, that's even finer. Exactly. <laughs> so... So you enjoyed it, right? Yeah. I enjoyed it too. You know, I asked you earlier, did you get uh, any of that whole girl power vibe or not uh, really? Not really. So you... Not for me. For you, it was just a movie just because it was yeah. good. It didn't matter if there were girls or boys. Yeah. Best way to enjoy it, right? Yeah, yeah it was Ghostbusters. Exactly. Was Damn, nice. that's why can't more people think like you. Exactly. <laughs> All right, thank you. You want to continue on the conversation? I just, we were um, just talking about the movie. And figured, you, you want to sit in for it? Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, uh, not really. All right, do your thing. I won't I'm force sorry. you. I was like, I want to get a water. Your thing. <laughs> We're actually recording this inside in the kitchen. We don't have any guests today, so we no need to have a big open space outside. Yeah. So I figure, yeah, we'll just get to do the, some kitchen, kitchen little work. <laughs> uh, what else, man? What else did you like about See. the film? Uh, the effects were so cool. They were so very reminiscent of the original. Mm-hmm. You know, it did have that vibe to it, but uh, with you know just the, the maybe, yeah. Uh, just, I mean, as far as the special effects, you know, just maybe a little more definition. I don't know. Uh, what what I noticed from, it, it was almost like a theme. And the theme was like, it reminded me of <laughs> Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. It was a neon theme. Like the color scheme hmm. that they used on this oh, one. okay. It was very like, almost like a, a shit you'd find inside a rave or a party. You know, like that kind of thing. And it was cool. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it was different. And it was definitely out, uh, a little out there, you know. Uh, but I, I liked it. Yeah. 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 Same, liked the effects. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, people give it a chance, I'll enjoy it too. Yeah. I was surprised how how uh, how much I enjoyed the storyline or the plot to it. Yeah. I, I very much enjoyed the um, like this was an original story. It wasn't it wasn't even a remake. Man, I didn't, it wasn't even really a remake slash reboot because they really didn't use like it's its own storyline completely. It wasn't like they revamped. Um, even the origins were a little bit different. So what? Right. You know how man? What's a movie where they remade it recently? Can you um, think of one? The Magnificent Seven? Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, oh, okay, uh, with Jackie O'Haley. So they remade that one, and they just kind of changed a lot of things, but it was still had a foundation that they were going off of. This mm. didn't have that. This was as, um, legitimately, it could have been named something else, and it would have been like, oh, we didn't even know it was, like, let's say it was about terrorists or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and you know, they just used something completely different, and like, oh, okay, so the storyline still follows. Something that's completely different from the first two original films. Like, there wasn't no, you know, um, it actually was about a guy who was just using ghosts as a terrorist tactics. In okay, reality, yeah. that's what it was, you know. So, the, 
that's kind of completely different. I, I really just like the originality of it. And it's hard mm-hmm. to find a movie with originality when it happens to be a remake or coming off of a different franchise, you know? Especially one that big. Exactly. So I so I, I, I give it major props. I think, uh, you know, like I said, if people give it a chance, they're just open open arms to it, you know? Yeah, man. Definitely get a kick out of it. Don't judge uh, a book by its cover. So anything else? Anything else you want to bring up about the film? Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Cameos were great. Mm-hmm. I don't. I won't list any of them. Mm-hmm. Just uh, let people be surprised. But you know. Uh, well, if they're listening to this, that means it's your fault. So you've already seen them. You can list if you want to. Your your choice if you want to. No, no, no. I'll just you know leave it to uh-huh. them. Just uh, like it's a little things like that, little surprises. You know, uh-huh. just as a viewer, it's like oh shit. I found this yeah. one uh, legitimately like oh shit this was a lot scarier than I thought it was gonna be. There was a, definitely a couple jump scares. Uh, oh yeah, more yeah, than a couple. Cool. Uh, yeah, more than a few even. Didn't see it coming. But. Yeah. Well, no, I just like the. It did give you a little even like a, a oh shit this movie this this is tense is something gonna happen here and you kind of have that oh, little okay, yeah. icky vibe like that uh, that an actual horror movie instead of a horror comedy gives you. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like that. But uh, yeah, nothing to keep you up and I just. Uh, oh, well, I disagree. I just, no. <laughs> Uh, I uh, found all the supporting characters really good, good too. Like um, the delivery boy, uh, uh, Benny. Was yeah, uh, I, I forgot he was the taxi driver from Deadpool, and he starred in a, one of my favorite films called Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, Marcus. Dupin. Oh, okay. Uh, did you ever get a chance to see that? Uh, no, you told me about it. But yeah, Aubrey Plaza it. and um, one of the du- Mark Duplass, and uh, and he was actually the main uh, like supporting character for that oh, film. Oh, okay. The little Indian kid. He's someone to watch out for. I, I'm glad, I'm hoping his career beefs up a little bit. You know. But the, you know, I, like I said, this movie will probably do it. Someone's gonna notice him from this because he's—he was definitely a funny, like, uh, a supporting comedy relief character. Right, character, right. character. Uh, who else was good as well? I was surprised how much Ke- uh, Chris Hemsworth was in. Oh the yeah, that's right. I really didn't think he was gonna be in that much, but he ended up being a pretty integral part of the plot. Uh-huh. And uh, just like all the dumb shit that he said and did, like that, I found very annoying. To be honest with you, it took me a while to warm up to him. Like, I didn't turn to like him till at least. After he was in recovery from his possession, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. I really like uh, he, they, they when they play the dumb role, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It's but just it weird. wasn't like your stereotypical dumb role, like yeah. uh, well, it's and, ditzy. Like, it's just a guy version of a ditzy blonde. It was that, yeah. But I mean, just like he pulled it off because he was, he still has like his smoothness or whatever. Yeah. You know, when he did it, I think but that's just... I think that's actually a real thing though. I think that when guys are ditzy, but good, like you know, you have the good looking ditzy blonde. And but when you have the reverse, but they're still they want to be liked. You know, it's they're kind of like for for a woman that's a good looking ditzy broad. She wants to be liked. She wants approval. And for for a guy that has that, they're at least smart enough to know that they they have an arrogance to them. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like in real, so it's like a reversal. So the guy could be good looking and dumb, but when he has that, uh, like oh yeah, I know. But they, the girl still like me. Like if a girl gets that, she'll want approval for it. Mm-hmm. If a guy has that, like he'll want, um, he'll become kind of arrogant about it. And I think that's, that's what was coming people. off. And I think that was kind of kind of coming off for me at least. That was coming off the vibe. That's why it took me a little bit to warm up to him. You know, the, you know, that's I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't, I didn't, I didn't um, like the little quirkiness. Of him that was going on until after he was already like uh, rescued or something. Like oh, that. okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it just took me long. I didn't get it right off the bat for right. him, you know. You had to earn it like all the way till the end. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, give him a chance. More character time for me. For uh, I just found it very annoying. Like that whole like um, 
Like the phone, the running gag with the phones. You know, they kept messing up the phones. Oh, like, okay. I didn't think that was funny. And I was like, man, why do they keep do, going for this joke? <laughs> like this, for me, it didn't work the first time. Why do they keep going for it? Because it was kind of the same joke going over for it. And I was just like, oh my god, this guy's retarded. And you kind of just want to like dismiss him. You know? Maybe that's like the whole point. Yeah, Maybe it wasn't I, even supposed to be funny. It was uh, just supposed to. Make no, I think I think it was made for laughs. I mean, well, there's you know what? It was funny because I found a lot of stuff in the beginning. It was me and one other dude laughing. I could. I wish I could find out who it was. Like the first four jokes. So it was just me and him. Like, why is nobody laughing at this? Did you notice a few of them? Because they were very low key. Like, uh, the the dude from. Uh, do you watch Silicon Valley? Uh, which one? Oh, um, I seen like one. Of well, the guy from the beginning, the host of the the haunted man, the haunted mansion. Oh, okay. Okay, so his character. Um, uh, he's uh, man. He says what. two things. No, well, it was like oh, and great. De- he just slips it like when he's giving the tour guide, like oh, and this house was great defense against Irish. And he's oh, just like kinda, Irish, uh, Irish proof fence. Yeah, Irish something. defense system or something like that. And then he just kind of like, keeps okay. talking. I thought that was like oh shit. <laughs> I started busting up. No one else caught that. He said something else too. There was a third that. one that was really funny. And I couldn't. I can't think of it now. But shit like that. I was like oh, there was a lot of really like. <clears throat> Slipped in jokes that you have to keep paying attention for. And I really mm. like that. I really like that stuff when you kind of like, oh shit. I, like, I, I almost don't want to laugh too loud because I might miss something if, as they keep talking. Right, you know, right. it's like, I love that kind of shit, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Ed Begley Jr., I don't know. Like, that was just random. The joke from, um, uh, his. Like there's an opening joke that one I really don't want to ruin it even if you have seen it or you haven't seen it I don't want to ruin it but when he's like oh he uh oh yeah you know the guy like he just came to me like oh he's been, what how how oh, is that yeah. possible he came he to you he's been done. yeah it's like oh my god yes yes and then they realized like oh well mm. yeah <laughs> that that honestly probably was the biggest laugh for me yeah that was a good one but jokes were good yeah <laughs> that was a good one um, anything else before I move on yeah. Um, I guess like you know when they were looking for a place to uh, to move to, yeah, you know they showed like the firehouse. I guess it was the firehouse, but then they couldn't afford it, so they just ended up moving at that uh, the Chinese restaurant, China, uh-huh. yeah, the Chinese place. And then it's like, why is it still taking you an hour? Like we moved yeah. right above you, you know? It's like, oh, I have weak knees. I actually really like that part when they gave it because it was a realistic, like, yeah, that's real estate now, you know. <laughs> Square footage in New York, and you're gonna pay that oh, yeah. uh, a, a, a ridiculous amount, you know. Twenty one thousand a month. Yeah, so I actually really like that. Oh, they kind of address something that's like, oh, like it's maybe in the last Ghostbusters, maybe it was probably uh, probable for them to do that, or but for sure this one they couldn't just play it off to like, oh, that's movie magic. No, no, you have to, you know, they addressed it in, in a right, very real right. way. I thought that was kind of cool. So, so I had a sense of realism. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In a ghost movie. That's kind of ghost movie. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything else. Uh, I think for now, it's pretty much it. Like just off the bat, you know. Overall, I definitely I want to say A minus or just A, you know, yeah, just underneath an A plus, just in, or maybe or just underneath an A, but I give it A minus for sure. I'd pay, I'd go again, I'd pay again to go see the movie though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it better than Independence Day than the sequel. I'll tell you that. And I did I like Independence. Independence Day. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable, but uh, but I definitely like. Uh, Alright, we can move on now Because speaking of Independence Day uh, Jeff Goldblum was on an episode of Mark Maron recently Oh, okay I, I, I highly recommend you watch that Man, he is, Jeff Goldblum is every bit of Jeff Goldblum He's really that quirky, like almost Him in, him in every movie Like, uh, Yeah, yeah d- he, d- You gotta hear him in an interview, like in an authentic Because it's very, you know, it's a 
hour, hour and a half long interview, and you can, you know, you, people break down, you know, so they start acting their own quirkiness. So he's like that from the start. And, and just like him having a regular conversation, if you ever found out what it's like to speak to, you know, uh, what's his face, you know, from Jurassic Park <laughs> or, uh, or Ian Malcolm. Yeah, exactly. If you ever found what it's like to speak to him for an hour and a half, like this would be what it is to listen to. And it's, very, it's worth it, man. It's very interesting. Huh. Yeah, I highly recommend you seeing that. I, I, I caught that the other day. and uh, Oh, you know what? I did want to do a recap of 200, uh, UFC 200. We were there last time because that was our oh, okay. that was our UFC. Last, so I'll touch on it for just like five minutes. Uh, so bear with me if, if you weren't a fan of our MMA episode. Actually, I, I you know I got some good reception from it. Um, well, from the MMA fan. I don't know who else. Uh, oh, right. I know you don't come to our podcast for specifically themed episodes, but every now and then we'll do it for something special like that. But it was kind of a letdown, to be honest with you. And hmm. it was pretty much, and, it, and, if, and it's two reasons why. One's a fault, and it happens to be on John Jones, who tested positive. Oh, okay. Uh, for a PED, and uh, on two different samples, and he he was supposed to be the main event of that night, and kind of ruined it because the the it felt very anticlimactic. You know, there's just a lot of buildup, a lot of things like that. And keep in mind that the card had been building up since Thursday. There was three nights of fights, and they were going to end with Saturday. So you have Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. And uh, it, like if you remember, if you got, we came over Friday night. We yeah. saw the end of it. Yeah, that was already the second night. So and, and Friday night was just kind of like mediocre too, you know. And then so you're okay, but Saturday's gonna come, and there's a big one. You see all these matches. Well, you had two upsets, but not in a good way. They weren't like the, you know, there's heels and there's baby faces, meaning the good guys and bad guys. Well, the heels won, but not in a way where like, it was a stunning. Usually the upsets that you want are one of the baby faces that are supposed to lose win and you're like oh shit is that incredible like a Nate Diaz Conor McGregor type thing you know mm. or Misha Tate Holly Holm in this case Misha Tate lost and Brock Lesnar won and that was one of those things where like oh this wasn't supposed to happen well you know we already what was supposed to be the main event was Daniel Cormier versus John Jones and we got we got pretty much an exhibition match between John jo- between uh, Anderson Silva and DC and it, it was that's a whole other issue too because DC's game plan was exactly what Brock Lesnar's game plan was. Like, you're going against against two exceptional strikers in Anderson Silva and Mark Hunt. Possibly, with Silva, possibly the greatest, one of the greatest technical strikers we've ever had. And with Hunt, the hardest-hitting striker you ever had. So what is what are the game plan for to fight tactically or smart? You let you If you can wrestle like Brock Lesnar and Daniel Cormier, that's your strong suit. You wrestle and you lay him down on the ground and you win. And it's kind of a, it's a Mayweather win, a Mayweather win, oh. way to win the fight. You know, very boring, but on points and it's very technical. Well, DC got booed for that. Brock Lesnar gets praised for that. And, like, it's just how fickle the fans turn, you know, in the audience. It's it's very upsetting. Like, you guys can't support your dude when, you know, like, uh, when he's up, when he's dead. Like, you guys are so fickle. With the, the, and it, the, the average audience member, you know. For sportsmanship, uh... Is that even sportsmanship? No, that's just, fans that's just drunk dumbasses. Like, hey, man, relax. You're like, this guy, you know, this, he's in a situation. Johnny Cormier, he's in a, sh- a shitty situation. And he's in, he, sh- he might not even have to, you know, like, Jones is the one he should be booing, not this guy, you know. Right. Uh, and so you end the fight with Misha Tate, who ends in an upsetting way. And, you know, and that shouldn't have even been the main event. It should have been Johnny Cormier versus John Jones. And, you know, it, oh, and the other reason was... Thursday night, the way it started, or the it was an amazing. Like almost every fight was a knockout or a finish. Hmm. Like oh my god, this already this already you know I was watching it, and then it ends with one of the best like uh, Rocky, a real life Rocky story, in uh, Eddie Alvarez who's from Philadelphia, but he ended up winning a championship in every single organization he was ever in, and he just got to the UFC about a year ago, 
and he had a rough start, but he's got, he got his champion, his title, and then he ended up winning the title, and he wasn't supposed to win. He, this guy, he fought Javier Dos Santos, had been fucking murking all the best. You know, he beat Dan, uh, Pettis, he beat Cowboy Cerrone, like, this guy, like, oh my god, uh, Javier Dos Santos, you know, he, he can't be stopped right now. Eddie Alvarez, he got a title shot because they, they gave it to him because they didn't think he was going to win. They didn't really like him. Because it's kind of like whenever somebody comes from a different organization with a champion, like, well, oh, look, see, your champion can't hang with our champions, you know, right, that right, kind right, of mentality, because right. UFC is the elite, you know, that type of thing. And when someone from a different organization comes and, uh, or used to be, and now in the UFC, and look, and he ends up winning the belt too, like, it kind of like, uh, validates the other organizations, like, oh, maybe their talent can go toe-to-toe with our talent. So they don't want that, and they, they gave him this fight because they wanted him to lose against Hoffman Sun. He comes and really pulls it out of the ass and does an amazing win. And all of a sudden, you get, like, probably the realest Rocky story you've ever seen, you know? Hmm. And it's They should make a movie. Anyways, I was on my feet. <laughs> I was on my feet that night, Thursday night. I'm on my feet. I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, this is incredible. I can't believe this. You know, I'm a big fan of Eddie Alvarez. Oh, I can't believe this. Wow, wow. It only gets better from here. Like, nope, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Every other <laughs> fight since there had been kind of like a rocking, steady low. It's like, oh, okay. If that fight would have ended on Saturday night, it would have been the greatest oh, fucking okay, card gotcha. of all time. So it had that going against this. So I thought it was kind of a letdown, to be honest. UFC 2 it wasn't worth the hype, you know? Yeah. Uh, and no fault of anybody, but... No, that's, it's just a fight game. It's, it's very, very, like, you never know what... You really legitimately never know what can happen. Yeah, yeah something like this. One lucky shot will, will... I mean, that's kind of what fucked up Misha Tate. She, she, Misha Tate was supposed to, you know, she was the favorite... One lucky shot and uh, no, one skillful shot. I won't say one lucky, but one skillful shot broke her nose right away. And after that, she was on defense mode the whole night, and she barely lasted a minute. And she's known for enduring and toughness, but broken. I, I saw a picture afterwards. It's I don't think maybe maybe it looked worse because she's a pretty girl, and anything looks worse on a pretty girl. Oh, but right, right. but she looked fucked up. Her nose was wide, and and you could just bruise and cut, and she broke it bad. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so I was in, in, and if you look at the fighting, she broke that from the first punch, and so it was the first one. Yeah, yeah, the first combo, the first combo oh, of punches okay. that landed. So ever since then, she was like, "Oh shit!" Like on defense mode. That's when that happens. Like, oh my god, good fucking luck, man. I don't know. I'm surprised <laughs> she's lasted even longer than that. One thing, one last thing I'll say. Uh, Brock had like a post press conference afterwards, where he's like, um, "This is what he said," which is kind of. It kind of pissed me off. I'm like, why is he? Why is he saying that? Does he really believe that? Like, no, you don't, right? Because he's like, I, I took the best punches from the best striker or the hardest hitter striker, and uh, what else did he say? Like, and I proved I'm the toughest son of a bitch around. I'm like, hey, hey, man, did you see the same fight we did? You fought. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you. Did, no, congratulations on your win. You fought smart and you saw tactically and very and it was very very smart fighting. By all means, man, give yourself props for that. But t- toughness, you didn't, you didn't. Your strategy was laying prey. Your strategy was ground. You know that's that's yeah. not what toughness means. I don't know. That's smart. That's smart. Mayweather, we, he's not the toughest fighter boxer there is. He's the smartest, uh, and defensively, he's ta- you know a genius defensively. But would you call him a tough fighter? I don't think so. you'd call someone like Julio Cesar Chavez, someone who, or Roberto. These guys who go out there and like bang and. They take punches. They give punches. That that's a, that's a tough fighter. That's not a smart fighter. And call yourself the smartest fighter there is. Don't call yourself the toughest fucking <laughs> son of a bitch. Come on, Let, let's be you know spade a spade, right? <laughs> He's just adding to his own hype, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's what everyone's saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. He didn't fight anyone who wasn't a 
Well, Kane and Kane and Travis Brown were in that that same car. Oh yeah, yeah. Kane Velasquez, and if you remember the first time that went down, someone who was like more well rounded, Kane Velasquez. That's pretty much everybody in the top five. You know, good luck. You know, we'll we'll see for the toughest fighter if you want to fight again. <laughs> but not if he wants to prove prove himself. Uh, I don't know what else he needs to prove. He's a millionaire. I don't know why he'd even want to jump in the cage again. I mean, yeah. he hasn't had too many, has he? Uh, well, this was his first fight back in two years, and even before that, his record is only like six fights total in the UFC. Hmm. Yeah, something like that. So same, because just uh, picks him if he can handle it. But like any of the ones that I've seen with uh with uh, Mark Hunt, yeah, that guy's that guy's a beast, man. There's only one time where that same similar situation happened, where the guy took him down and and beat him up. And that was against the current heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic. But that was... Mark Hunt got beat up bad. Like, <laughs> really bad. And that's because uh, Stipe Miocic is not only... He's his actual striker. So, he, he once he gets to ground, he knows it. Rock really didn't do much damage. So, it was more of a lame prey thing, like I was right. saying. But, uh, <laughs> okay, there was a funny meme. I think I mentioned to you about uh, the Simpsons meme. Uh, remember I told you, like, when Krusty Burger... When Homer's playing Krusty... And there's the the burglar, the hamburger. Oh yeah. And Homer beats him to death, oh, and then yeah, he's already beat yeah, the kid. <laughs> well, that was for that fight where Stephen Mitchell and Mark Hunt. You know, <laughs> the ref wouldn't stop it because they happen to be in Australia or New Zealand, one of the two. But oh, that's okay. where Mark Hunt is from. And the ref would like he didn't want to like no no you know like he's in his head I'm thinking like fuck I can't call this fight you can get up man you can do it. <laughs> but like Steve is literally pound like he took a lot of extra shots he should have took. And the, the meme, it was like the last part of the fight before they, and then the kid like, stop oh, it. Sorry, he's, he's already, already dead. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that part, man. That was a good one. All right, we'll move on from MMA talk. That's when we recap for 200. We are, I just want to say, we are going to do another fight companion episode, another MMA theme episode when UFC 202 comes around. And that's the rematch between Nate Diaz, Nick, Nick, Nate Diaz and uh, Conor McGregor. So that's going to be a good mm. one. Yeah, that's going to be a really good one. So we're going to break down that card and do another MMA-themed episode for everybody. Uh, let's move on. Anything else uh, you want to jump on? Uh, let's see. From this week. Looking. Besides, you know, the France thing, Dallas thing, Trump, Hillary. Uh, yeah, we touched a little bit on the Dallas thing last week. Yeah. I don't know if we'd have to reiterate it. Nah, I'm just going through, like, any of the Oh, Bernie's things. supporting Hillary now. <laughs> I guess can't beat him, join him. I, I just still, well, the way I justify it, like, this is really just one of those factors, like, fuck, if I don't, I'm not going to support Trump. We got to team up to somewhere so Trump doesn't become president because it's something else. And I, I'm thinking that's what's going through Bernie's head. Like, you know what? I'd rather have lesser two evils type thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I still feel like when people are let down by, by political leaders, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? You're, that's a political leader should be an oxymoron. You know, <laughs> like you're, you're let down. Oh my, he broke a promise to you or he broke your idea. Like, why did you have so much faith in him in the first place? Right. And any of these people, I keep saying it over and over. It does not matter who's in fucking charge. It does not matter. Cause you know what? It's a committee of white men that are in charge in the, in the, in the most part. They're not going to make any decisions that are going to affect your life. It's 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 the whole government in general. Yeah. You know, it's like, the puppet in the chair isn't going to make a difference. Uh, Zach Rocha said, that, like, oh, why he doesn't vote. I remember, and I was stuck with me when I was a kid. Well, who do you want to vote for? The puppet on the left or the puppet on the right? You know, it's <laughs> that kind of thing, you know? It's everybody behind the scenes pulling the strings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's just, like, even, and then you go on, like I said, the, the faith that people put in political leaders, like, 
oh no look at what happened with obama you know how long all the promises that he made that didn't come through fruition and people it like it, it's just one of these things you know like i i don't understand how many times you can keep letting yourself down or let, uh, getting let letting yourself, letting yourself let, get let, get down, let yeah. down when you have, stop putting faith in fucking people on these men i mean these political leaders or these you know women yeah it is it doesn't make sense to me how people can still get uh what is that what bush said you buy me once can't buy me twice they said right? like um <laughs> fool me once yeah uh, how, shame how on you fool me you can't you can't fool me twice something like that right? <laughs> that's what he, he goes like that <laughs> but like, i've seen this calendar where it's just like doing just yes i've seen that uh-huh shit he says them. yeah and then that was one of them uh, yeah but in, in what he's actually trying to say uh, bite, uh bite me once full shame on you bite me twice shame on me right. and these people keep putting their trust can't in his yeah <laughs> and one of the Koreans. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah. Uh, let's say anything else. Any other topics to run through? We don't have to make this a whole long hour. It could be a mini episode since we just yeah, did, yeah. yeah. But just, just want to see, make sure we get the, a good talk out of it. If any other topics to bring up or anything go on with your life you want to bring up. Uh, Daddy, why won't you hug me? <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure there's an episode because we might skip next week. I'm not sure. I'll be, oh, in, I'll be in Washington for, and I don't know if it's gonna be for the whole week. And then next, or if I'm coming back Friday, oh, okay. or, like, so okay. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get one just in case, so we don't mm. skip more than uh, two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, Any movies you're looking forward to coming through? Uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, can't uh, wait for that. We we I probably like yeah. Like the more you see the trailers, it's like okay. I, I almost don't. I but I don't want to see any more. Please don't show me any more trailers. Same. I don't want anyone to ruin anything for me. Like please, you know. Like, like they're already saying too much with the trailers as it was. Like I think the first two, the first two releases, yeah. the first. And well, they've only done two actual trailers, like two full trailers with the songs, okay. the two songs. Okay, then the teasers. Yeah, the teasers are going now. Like, no more teasers. Don't tell me. I don't need no okay. more teasers. You did two perfect. Those are probably the best. I don't know, man. I don't know. Arguably the best trailers I've seen for a film in a long. I don't. I can't tell you another one that's better than that. But there, there was a perfect because both of them start like with slow melodic songs mm-hmm. that turn into the hard part of each song. Right. Uh, and then they and it jumps with all the action scenes like. I, I man, I tell you that whoever cut those trailers, like, oh, he, he you know, he, he's got a future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to see anymore. Don't ruin. I, I'm in. I'm in already. You sold me a ticket. Yeah, don't yeah, don't ruin it for me now. I know that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anything else? Uh, the new Tim Burton movie. Oh, uh, uh, Peregrines. Yeah. yeah, I've seen. I saw a trailer for this uh, a couple months ago. And um, I saw like oh I just was looking up Eva Green and then like oh man she got a new movie coming out oh awesome I want to see this and I saw like oh okay it's a little kid movie I was kind of let down because I was like oh shit like you know it's her old timey like oh I want to see oh it's a little kid okay but now it just kind of reset your mindset you know oh I'm taking my kids to this you know that kind of thing I like those those fantasy movies you know Mm -hmm. and Tim Burton you know uh, I like what he does he's he's hit or miss for me yeah. What did he? What was the last thing he did before this? Didn't he do Big Eyes before this? Was that him? Big Eyes? Yeah. Was that Tim Burton or was that? No, him? I don't. I don't. I don't know if that was Tim Burton. It was you know the Christoph Waltz and mm-hmm. uh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Man. What did he do then before before this? Uh, I'm trying to think. The last thing I can remember is Big Fish, but I know there's been stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there has. Uh, positive. Actually, I'll look it up right now. Go ahead. Oh yeah, man. Big Fish. Remember the first time I saw it? Uh huh. Like I could not stop crying, man. I really I don't know about crying, but I no, really I was, enjoyed I was, it. I was yeah. fucking bawling. Which parts? Uh, you know, it was like uh, the end. You know, just the climax, just the ending. Really, I don't know why. I don't know why that shit just hit me hard. Maybe it was 
I was having a bad day or something, and it just uh, kind of just like let the waterworks. But fuck, man, I was at the theater walking around. Like, don't judge me, man. <laughs> I was telling you whenever I watch movies on a plane, and there's like parts where like shit, man, like eyes are watery. I gotta like, like oh shit, especially like in the middle seat. I gotta like put my eyes like I'm watching the movie really close, but really I'm trying to like wipe the tears with my palms so no one notices. Like fuck, man, I mean, I was like this movie's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, I am Sam was like that too. Oh, not a kind of insane. That's so funny, man. The ones that I, it was, you know, for me, it was uh, the last one. It was Comet. I mentioned that movie. About oh, you. Comet. Yeah. That was that was uh, that was a great one. Yeah, that one's the one I got me, man. Uh, Big Eyes. It was Big Eyes. Oh, so you did do. Uh huh. That was the last one. The last right. one, and then before that, Frankie Winnie and Dark Shadows, and then oh, of course really? the uh, Alice in Wonderland two. No, no, oh, right. no, it doesn't no. happen for two. The no, first one, he did yeah, the just first the first one. one. I don't know who did the second one uh, through the Looking Glass. Yeah, yeah, but Big Eyes was his last one. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't feel like the. I saw it. It didn't feel like one of his films. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It was an okay movie, but I guess maybe just because uh, you expect a certain amount of quirkiness. Yeah, out of his it. Uh, trademark novelty, whatever mm-hmm. his uh, things. Yeah, it wasn't that present. There's definitely, movie. there's definitely like some people who if they whatever they do like creatively they have a style and I mean more like for him like the puppets he makes the cartoons he makes right right uh, even like Beetlejuice and like that the, the character designs mm-hmm. were very Tim Burtonish and there's a few people like that you can recognize their styles instinctively Guillermo del Toro is another one oh okay, who like right. whatever his creature designs or whatever which are awesome he Fucking has a distinct awesome, like oh shit you know this looks like Guillermo del Toro where you call your visionaries you know, and like, you know what it reminds me of him honestly to me he feel he feels like a HP Lovecraft in mm. modern day time that's mm. what for me that's what kind of like I feel from him and Tim Burton even style his style reminds me of someone of the 1800s not HP Lovecraft but someone of the 1800s that used to draw Penny Dreadfuls oh, you know okay. they used to draw comic strips back in the day and very goth Victorian very Victor- Victorian version of what they would con- be cartoons or something like that you know mm. yeah uh, who else who else, what other directors are like that where they have a very unique style of a, a character creature creations uh, whoever directed oh Cronenberg of course oh, oh Joe Schumacher uh, uh, Cronenberg, of course. Mm-hmm. He has a you know very gory monster. Uh, like uh, you know, obviously he did the Fly and Scanners before that. But his, I, I, I want to say like, um, yeah, I guess gory, gore. What would you, not necessarily gore porn, but uh, uh, like Rick and Morty did a, a fantastic episode. Have you caught up on Rick and Morty? Yeah, it's all oh, on Hulu. No, no. It's all on Hulu. The both seasons are. You gotta watch that show, man. I highly recommend it to you. Uh, but they do this episode where they're in the Cronenberg universe. And everybody's inside out, so like their organs on the outside, their skins on the inside, and that's just how they walk around. Huh. And they call it the Cronenberg universe. It's very, very funny. Yeah. It's Simpsons when they get turned inside out. It's yeah, like a random thing. Yeah, I guess that. Well, that's how everybody is. And it, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty funny. Gotta get on that show, man. I'm telling you, you're gonna be hooked from the first one in. You've seen some of them or not really? Oh yeah, just the ones that I've seen over here. Um, I just started watching Elementary. I think I'm on my second episode. Oh, with Sherlock Holmes and Lucy Liu? Uh, yeah, uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny uh, Miller, uh-huh. Uh, Train Spotting. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so far I'm like, yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a watch every single episode. Mm. Yeah. I know, it's something like, uh, like very reminiscent to Lie to Me, mm-hmm. where he like reads people, only not just reading people, but I guess like in the guise of, you know, uh, Sherlock Holmes, like, he can like look at everything, he's like, he observes, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, kind of comes up with all these... Uh, uh, inferences, you know. Yes, like, of course. Yeah. What like, could have oh. happened here? Or what? Does, yeah. That, like stuff like that. That's awesome to me. Uh, I mean, that's like, I guess that's what hooks me to like those shows. Yeah, yeah. Same. I don't know why it just it clicks something. I'm like, fuck, I, I want to watch more. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same. Uh, is it a monster of the week type of show? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if it's still on. Uh-huh. I know they have a few seasons, you know, so far. But... I, I think it's still running. But, I mean, like, how many episodes have you seen already? Uh, I just started the third one well, what, what I'm asking is, like, is each episode, uh, like, they uh, a case-by-case week? Or do uh, they one long at the end, and then the season finale, they'll, they'll solve the final case? Like that. Uh, no, I think it uh, differs from episode to episode. Oh, the Monster of the Week like, episode. Yeah, right? yeah. but, like, the like the first one, it was kind of, you know, just how they met and everything. Right, like, an origin. Oh, you know, oh, probably, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I guess, you know, like, as I watch a few more, then I'll kind of get the grasp of, you know, just everything. But just, I love the character, you know, saying, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, he did the same thing in that one, uh-huh. Which is awesome. Guy Ritchie films, by the way. Guy yeah, yeah, gotta give him guy Richie Proctor. I I feel like he's underrated here. I don't know why. Like nobody knows about him here, and he's like he's done so much good shit. Yeah, even like the movies, they probably don't know that it was him that you know filmed them. That's a possibility. I I don't think a lot of people realize that the man from Uncle was his either. Yeah, for whatever reason. Oh yeah, he did do that one. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It was a great film. I don't know if you ever got a chance to see that, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. I just remember like the old episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, the okay. man from Uncle ones. We're, we're very different. Yeah, <laughs> very guy Richie actually. <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, what did he do? Lockstock, Snatch. Yeah, that was his first one, Lockstock. And then Snatch kind of hit it. I guess it was he had the same kind of in the way Quentin Tarantino did, where, like, uh, Reservoir Dogs was his first one. And that kind of, that kind of like, put his name out there. And then Pulp Fiction was the second one that put him on the map. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with, you know, Lockstock got his name out there and Snatch kind of put him on the map, you know? Like, for everybody, like, Snatch was, like, you know, like, kind of pretty big hit, like, just... He did not a few more after that that not many people, like, Revolver, not many people saw, saw that one. But I really liked Rock and Roller. Did you ever get a chance to see Rock and Roller? Uh, is that the Clive Owen movie? No, no. It was Gerard Butler, uh, Gerard Tom Butler, Wilkinson. Yeah. It, it was fantastic. Oh, Mark Strong. It was very, I, I, I really, I supposedly it has a sequel too, Real Rock and Roller is coming next. Because mm. it says the characters will be back in the Real Rock and Roller, so... Supposedly, you know, but I—I I mean, I really enjoyed that one. If you ever got a chance to see that one, did you or no? Uh, I think I just had the movies confused. Uh, no, I don't think. Which was the Clive Owen one you were thinking of? It wasn't a Guy Ritchie. I don't think he's been in a Guy. No, Ritchie no, no. Movie. It wasn't a. It wasn't a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh wait, I think you're Shoot 'em Up. Is that what you're thinking? It was Shoot 'em Up. Yeah. Because I think we talked about this the other day too, uh-huh. and that's why I was still confusing movies. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. Oh my God! Right. Man. Fuck. <laughs> Trying to remember like the first movie I saw her in, where I was like, Ooh. "Oh, for me, I remember her from Dracula." Oh yeah, yeah. She just because I remember those three girls. Just because I remember those three naked. Those are some of the first naked girls I've ever seen. You know, like yeah, those are pretty standout scene. Uh huh. I think what was that ninety one, ninety two, something like that. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I must have been like seven years old. I was like, "Oh shit!" That's you like, don't forget stuff like that. Yeah. No, you don't. First bone. Yeah, I guarantee. Like, uh, oh, and then you know, Matrix one and two, uh, two and three oh, with okay. with Keanu. So yeah, I guess it comes full circle to their career. And she has like you know a couple of Spanish ones. Uh... Well, I, I I did see one of her Italian ones where she's like a lonely like uh man, I forgot the name of it. I saw this. When I was in Oklahoma. It was like a lone. She's like a lone. It's uh, in a small town in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like a lonely. Like her husband died. She's so she's a, a widower and doesn't really mm-hmm. um talk, you know so she's kind of an outcast of the village. But some a little boy's going you know going through puberty and sees her naked. Uh, so, Melina. Was that the name of it? it was yeah. yeah, I saw that one. That was okay. That was not bad. Okay. I think a lot of times with foreign filmed, 
because it's a foreign film, a lot of people, like, critics will give them leeway, like, oh, it's a fancy, you know, just, it's almost like they want to sound educated, they want to sound smart, so they say, oh, okay, like, one of those. I've seen this foreign film, and it was delightful, like, eh, it's kind of boring, but if you like, you know, like, very hipster mentality. Yes, yeah, so it is a very hipster mentality before hipster <laughs> in, in existed, but I was like, yeah, I saw it, it wasn't, it was alright, it wasn't that bad, I, I always, I always get that way with certain movies, I always have, like, I, what's the big deal about it, I don't know. I, I think for me it's always about emotional content. If a, if a movie can if a movie can move me, it, it, you know, get that emotional reaction out of you, then like whether it's good movie or bad movie, I'll I'll give it a chance. I'll give it the, pro- the right. credits too. Like I saw, I was watching earlier. Uh, uh, did you ever see Terminator Genesis, the latest one? No, that, that one I still haven't seen. That one. Uh, watch it. The movie's yeah, it's better than the, it's better than Rise of the Machine. Uh, I saw most one. of that one. That wasn't like with Nick that. Stoll, yeah, yeah, and Claire Danes, yeah. It's better than that one for sure. It's not the worst one of the front. Like for me, I actually like Salvation. A lot of people didn't, but I did like Salvation. That was good. But the hierarchy for if I'm rating the films, it's gonna go um, Terminator uh, One, just because it's the original one. With Michael Bean. But I really list entertainment value. I will put two up there because that was the one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. It's great, man. It's great to this day. It's yeah, still fucking great. So one and two kind of, like, and then I actually put Genesis and Salvation tied because mm. I, I really enjoyed both of them equally, and then I'll uh, and then I'll put you know Rise of the Machine at the bottom, <laughs> but the whole movie adds up for this very climactic part, which I won't ruin it for you, mm. but um, uh, Arnold is you know in like the final he's about to do with this thing and you know save the day type of thing. And then he looks over and he tells Michael uh, Michael Jai, you know the Cal Reese's character, Cal Reese. Mm-hmm. He looks over, tells him something about Sarah, and it's very emotional content. And, and and it got me right there, like, oh my god, that that movie got it got me feeling for a machine. It got me feeling for an inanimate object. Oh my god, and it got me almost teary. like that was per- the whole movie, whether it was good or bad or good parts, bad parts. It was worth it for that scene alone. Hmm, and it was just like, fuck. Oh my Wow, and then like I was still getting teary, like oh my god, this fucking Terminator Genesis. <laughs> why am I getting? But it connected with me on an emotional level, and I was, you know that. That's that, why you watch movies. Yeah, exactly. That's why I watch movies. Not because I want to say like oh I want to I want to seem smart, so I'm gonna say I, I I like this foreign film that I saw. I'm like go oh, fuck yourself. So you don't like brag yeah. about it? Yeah, like oh you know I saw my uh, La Vida Dolce, you know and you know oh, uh, for uh, Dolce V. Yeah, uh, Dolce V. What is that for Nini, uh, the director? Yeah. yeah, right for Nini or for Lili? For. Yeah, uh, oh, whatever it was, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Famous Italian director, yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, don't you be that? This is one of my favorite films. Like, it's okay, I guess. I didn't really, you know, what's the big fucking deal? But, you know? okay, it's like, like I was saying, like we had that discussion about books. You know, you have all these classics, you know, right? People right. just kind of like dish them out, like, kind of know what you're talking about. Uh huh. It's just kind of like you know, a scapegoat that they're like so big, you know, because they've you know been praised like forever. So you could just add it like on your your uh, list of you know. Your arsenal, like whatever, you know, be like, oh yeah, I'm about that too, you know. I love you, that book. you know what that reminds me of? Uh, remember our buddy Raul from the Retro Convo? Oh yeah. When yeah. he's talking about like his friend from work or something like that, that he's like was bra- bragging to some girl about like, oh yes, I was reading the Tamming of the Shrew by oh, oh yeah the other day, the and he's just like Tamming. <laughs> hmm, I think it's Taming. Hmm. hmm. He's like, uh, no. He's we we want to have him back on, man. We gotta. We yeah, gotta yeah, that yeah. Good. I'll hit him up and see if uh, he wants to do. Um, yeah, we you know, hey, maybe sometime in August we get a clear uh, yeah, yeah, cleared yeah, up get and some time. Maybe. We'll drive over there and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoy that. That, that was a great one. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Do you remember what episodes we could promote it? Um, Shit. Sixty-eight? Was it six? No, 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 no sixty-seven. I'm almost probably it was sixty-seven or sixty-six. 
Anyways, if you're listening, check out uh, um, a podcast we did with Raul from the Retro Convo. I think it's either 66 or 67. Just probably. read the descriptions. Just go yeah. down and uh, uh, it, I should definitely be in this. It was a great episode because definitely I thought it was going to be like almost all comic book talk. Oh, we're going to do some cool, you know, because he's another comic book geek and or 90s even talk. But it ended up being this really good conversation about life and all aspects of it, you know. But kind of like like it's very snooze and boozy the way we do. Yeah, you know? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But it just turned out like so much better than I could have imagined. Yeah, it was you great. We'll, go, we'll have him on again. We'll have him on again. And maybe yeah, even uh, uh, some few of the other guys will tell him, like, oh, yeah, let's do, like, a, a swap cast, as they call oh, it. Uh, have you ever, you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh-huh. This one, you're on, if you're on somebody else's podcast, and it's it's more not that you're necessarily a guest, but it's just, like, a whole conversation, and you put each other's episodes on on the same, um, hmm. you know, a swap cast. So, like... It, so the retro will put out our Snoozy Booze episode with them, and we'll put out our Snoozy Booze episode as the retro. And it's the oh, same, okay. same episode, just on different. Where it's just exposure. That's how we get each other, you know, fans like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasts, yeah. yeah. yeah There's some kind of podcast convention in October in Anaheim. Oh, uh, see really? if we can try to go to that. Yeah, but I guess Mark Maron's gonna be there, a comedy bank. But it's like a, it's oh, like nice. Comic Con for podcasts. One of the podcasts I listened to, How Did This Get Made, are, are promoting right now. I think, like, man, we should go. Like, this will be our first official, like... Uh, I'd be super down, man. It's funny because you're, like, um, the, we're not, we're no longer in the... Like, we're fans, of course, you know, fans of other people's podcasts, but now we're also, like, uh, these are our colleagues. Like, it's okay, different, yeah. you know? Like, peers. Oh, yeah, peers, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got probably, yeah. I'm too. Oh, cool, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. It's it's really, it's sometimes a new social media. Like, if you go to, like, a comedy club, like, oh, yeah, you got a podcast? Okay, I'll check it out. What's yours? Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll listen to that, you know? Like, oh, check out my MySpace page, you know? Yeah, kind of yeah. what it feels like, right? <laughs> That's funny, uh-huh. man. Uh, what else? Anything else? Stop uh, <laughs> top of my head. Uh, I don't know. I guess nothing. We could off. We haven't uh, talked about already. We could off if you want. Oh, if you want, if you want to end it. How long is it? Uh, right now it's about fifty minutes. Fifty? Mm-hmm. So it's not bad for a mini episode, unless you want to go for a straight full hour. What are your plans for this weekend? Uh, the concert tomorrow. Oh, okay. Taste Who, of Chaos. Who's uh, who's all gonna be there? Or where is it at? Uh, San Manuel Amphitheater. Uh, where's San Manuel? It's uh, it used to Torch be. Temecula? Uh, I don't think it's that far. It's in San Bernardino. It's where um, where you wanna go see the do the No Doubt and Blink One Eighty Two meet and greet like all. Oh yeah, the, yeah, Glenn yeah. Glen Helen. Oh, okay. It used to be the Glen Helen, but now they changed their name to San Manuel. What's uh, uh so what's the uh lineup looking like? See, or who uh, are you looking forward to seeing most? Uh Get Up Kids, just a whole bunch of emo bands, mm-hmm. you know, from like way back when. But that's just like one of the Are bands. they still emo? Huh? Are they still emo? Now? Yeah. After you know whatever emo is and... I think that's why I had a, such a problem with that kind of music because even back then like uh I think we talked about it briefly before, but I think why groups don't hold up or songs don't hold up like sometimes they're just the only reason you like them is just because they remind you of your childhood or nostalgia factor or and then there's some of the songs like wow that could you know that could be played now it still sounds just as good to you uh, and I think it has to do with lyrics not necessarily the music uh, and I think the lyrics are very important absolutely because like you can have like back in what 95, 96, 97 even or the late 80s, any of the late 90s you could have uh, Rage Against the Machine Deftones Limp Bizkit and Korn all on your same playlist 
And right now, two of those <laughs> two of those bands ain't making it on that same playlist. But who are Deftones and, and uh, well, Deftones and uh, Rage Against Machine? And I think lyrics are very important to that. Corn lyrics, Limp Bizkit lyrics, I, they're for children. Honestly, like I feel like they're for children. And it, and it's weird because when I was 15 years old, uh, you know, like Corn screaming out that oh, you know, my daddy wasn't there type of bullshit it was very prevalent mm-hmm. to me. Very Austin Powers, daddy was yeah. There. It was very, very relevant to me. Very like, oh man, I know. It was, oh, that's what I'm going through right now. And then you think about it. As, you think about it a little bit more. Like, oh, I think he's 30 and he's writing these lyrics. Why is he? Why am I fit? Why 15 relating to a 30 year old's lyrics? And I shouldn't right. be that way. And as you grow older, it only gets worse. Like, oh, I can't relate to these lyrics at all anymore because I don't feel that way anymore because I'm not a little right. kid anymore. Right. But I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be. I don't want to jam out to something where I'm whining and bitching about it anymore. This is why I really can't listen to Cure anymore because <laughs> it just kind of feels the same way. Like I'm not a fucking whiny little kid anymore. I was at one point. I really was when I'm heartbroken. When I was heartbroken and I was a kid and I didn't know how to handle my emotions, this song hit me. Oh my god! I mean, this is. I, right now, the thirty-some-odd-year-old man, and you know, if I, if that same situation happens again, if I get my heart broken again, or when I do, you know, it just doesn't it has the same effect anymore. We have Wheeler now. I just yeah, I just handle it a lot differently. I go back to Deftones and uh, Deftones and, and Rage Against Machine. Like, sure, Rage Against Machine lyrics are more like obviously they're more political and they're clever. Yeah, definitely. And they're more clever and they have different meaning behind it. But even Deftones, who kind of dealt with the same kind of issues. I think they handle it in a more poetic way. Yeah, yeah it's definitely different. Because their lyrics are literally, I, I feel a lot of the lyrics are more poetry than anything else. And it's very mature, so it doesn't feel make you feel like a little kid when you're listening to it right, again right. as an adult. You feel like, wow, that's a, oh, that's a great way of putting it, almost, you know? And I think that's what, the, this is why some songs, this is, this is why I feel like Jimi Hendrix holds up. And more than anybody else, he did from the sixties. Uh, you know, you know, late sixties. Who else, you know, we had shit from Candy. I want candy. <laughs> that song sucks. Like it's those, just novelty. It's like so popular just because you know it's because uh, uh, it was it's a like hit. A staple. It's iconic. You know, and uh, Americana. Song, right? uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. But Jimi Hendrix lyrics don't feel that way to me. His music, I can still play today. I could play that for my kids now, and they'll enjoy it. And I feel lyrics are very much a part of that. You know, I, 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 like I said, I think it's important. What you can connect with emotionally, uh, it, I'm not. A, I, I can't be a little kid forever, and right. especially like I said, when you're thinking like this is a grown man that wrote these lyrics, and I'd feel embarrassed for him if he wrote these. You know, like it, it just feels weird, different to me. I mean, maybe that's why. I mean, like I said, I never got into emo because I always felt it was just too much of the that kind of whining, too much whining for me. You know? Basically, yeah, that's what it is. Um, but you know, it's just, uh, it's just like. Get a kiss uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just one of my bucket list bands mm. that we got to see. Oh wow, uh, that's kind of cool. You know, because like I mean, this was even before you know, like emo, like really became like the mainstream. You know, where you had um your Mikem and you know all these other bands where like it had a it had a look. You know, it had you know just that culture. I just I, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> my Chemical Romance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chemical, okay. you know, it was before that. I'm talking about like you know early. Uh, like early two thousands, like it was. I was probably like eighteen when I started. Like I came across you know a lot of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. maybe a band or two. Then it's like, oh, like what's this all about? Like, oh, I'm going through that right now too. You know, right, this that's girl, what I'm kind know? of saying. Yeah, yeah. So then from there you find this group and then that group and it just kind of leads into this whole thing. But uh, you know, like, but like you were saying, you know, like when you're not really like in that mode, like it doesn't really, it doesn't appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, is you know, if I wasn't going through anything with the girl, you know, I'm like. Uh, it'll come up on random or something. Listening to music, oh, I could skip this one. Like, not feeling it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you could listen to something else. 
It's like I guess it's one of those things you have to really be in the mood, in the zone for. You know? Yeah, but I, even more than in the mood or in the zone for, just kind of like what I was saying earlier. I think it's you have to be in that mentality for. Yeah, that, even, that, that's what I meant. Yeah. To even get into so like if I if I outgrew a certain mentality, and it really it's hard. I mean, I might take you back just for a nostalgia factor, but it's really hard to like stay on your. I guess stay on your playlist. You know what I mean? Like if it pops up around, like oh, I haven't heard this in a long time. That, that as opposed to like oh man I still love this song you know I don't know it's I don't know why it's weird for me but I really can't get into some of the bands that I was into when I was younger you know I just it's, it's very very difficult like, I guess it depends like pumpkins like uh-huh. that to me that's like something completely different. lyrics very mature right absolutely very like, po- that guy's there were smart, poems man. there were poems there were literally, oh, literally poems I, I I felt like they literally just put uh, songs behind the lyrics that were perfect. You could read those lyrics out at a fucking like a bookstore. Oh, like doing like an open mic night or something. You could read those lyrics and like, oh wow, that's a, exactly because the lyrics held out so much. Yeah, absolutely. But other bands from that era, well, you know, they can't. You know, they don't hold up as well as they did. You know, like uh, what popped up uh, Everclear. Hmm. I think they're a great band. Another like, one. You know, like the way not not just the music because I think you know they even musically, mm-hmm. like especially in that time you know '90s alternative whatever, mm-hmm. like. They had a different style. Like, it, like you, I hear their music and you can hear that it's them. Like, I don't know. They had like a like I don't know how to describe it, but they're just some bands that just have a sound. Mm-hmm. When you hear something, you can already tell it's them. That was one of those bands for me. And I was thinking like that's pretty hard, you know, just because whenever there's like a genre of music, you know, something that's really popular, like everybody's just trying to like jump on that because it's just you know. Just well, we got that people. with Nirvana. They blew up popular, so now you have a bunch of copy bands. Yeah, right. You get that all the time. Yeah, you know, what's yeah. whatever genre, really. You know, like whatever the new thing is. You know, like boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the whole like you know neo garage rock, you know, like you have your Strokes, White mm-hmm. Stripes. You know, you know it was like you know really popular for a mm-hmm. while, and of course not everybody holds up. Mm-hmm. Just you know the really good ones, I guess, whatever you call it. Yeah. But you know everybody Bottom tries to imitate the, the hives. I think they were another one. That oh yeah, it's yeah. not just like everybody. Yeah, uh-huh. I got to see them at Coachella once. Yeah, they weren't that bad. Jet. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Grunchy. I know what you mean. Uh, I'm just bringing up. I just only brought up grunches as like copycat type of versions. Yeah, and that's actually the music industry. That's movie. That's every art industry. Right. Whatever, whatever the medium is, it's it, yeah. that's art. Popular. Let's make money off it. Uh, correct. Really, yes, you know, and that's the money machine. And that's what ends up happening. And the way you know the way I feel about. There's definitely some stuff that hood like okay, so Pro Jam was kind of a copycat band, but that's a great fucking band. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's the bucket list band for me. I want to see them at least once. You know. So I mean, just necessarily because they happen to be a copycat band from a certain genre that's popular at the time, or, or maybe they're not a copy. To them, they're not a copycat band. They're, to them, they're just doing them. But a stu- uh, you know, a record company sees them like that's the new Nirvana. Let's get them. You know, and and it's not their fault. They're marketed in a certain way. They're just being artists themselves. You know, they're not handling anything outside. That's the whole point of being an artist. You're not trying to handle the business side. You don't give a fuck about the business side. You care about the the art art side. Art, yeah, definitely. So you're doing you, and you're and you're gonna your influence is gonna shown. And like a lot of greatness comes from that. Even if they were like a like a, who's another example of a, that type of thing? Say Ferris came out. Say Ferris and Bridges. And I remember people saying like, oh, they're gonna have like a like a bootleg, no doubt. Well, that, that's not necessarily true. No doubt, kind of opened the door for female singers and that kind of skull look. And then say, say, is a great band on their own, you know? Yeah, they are. Hey, Monique Powell follows me on Instagram. That's you know. Oh, saying, that's true. That, I fucking love them. I love Say First, and it's not. And I love No Doubt, of course, too. But that's not fair to say like there was a bunch of copy came That that's in there. Let's not diminish them. You know, like there's still good music within those them, themselves. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, because once like uh, the. 
whatever that wave or whatever genre it is that kind of dies down, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's always, like, that new thing. But, you know, there's, like, no matter what the genre or when it was popular, like, the really big bands, the ones that really kind of, like, were a part of that, uh, you know, they're still around. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you were talking about uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's, for yeah. example, you know? They're still prominent. I didn't they're know still that, touring right? and everything, you know? I was watching uh, Clueless a couple weeks ago, and I forgot they were in there. Oh, that's right. And we I was like, oh, cool. shit, Mighty Mighty Boston. But I didn't even know they were still playing. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, how did I... I remember Scott being a pretty big influence in me. Like, uh, like uh, I remember, I remember it being a scene. I remember first time I went to a to like a you know to see a band, and I saw Rude Boys or Rude Girls. You know that was, oh, that, okay. was that was what they were called back then. Yeah. yeah. I like, oh, and I thought that was a cool look. And I remember trying. You know, I remember going to buy my first Docs and Dickies, and you know, just tr- not necessarily copycat that look, but like my own version of it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I could see myself wearing. You know, going to the thrift store to find those kind of shirts. You know, that kind oh of thing. yeah, man. Yeah, I remember there being a, a cool Please look. I remember it. Wanted, yeah, yeah. What happened? Call music. I wonder why it died down so easily. Uh, well, uh, there's this uh, girl at work, mm-hmm. like her best friend. I guess you know she's really into ska. Like she takes her. Like my friend remember she's not into that music at all. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, like she goes with her friend just because that's her friend. You know, to like all these you know backyard shows. Yeah, you know, like ska and this and that. She's like, oh, it's not my thing, but you know whatever. I for a good minute I got back into Spanish ska. You know, with the uh, Viernes Trece and. Oh okay. Uh, Scalatores and a couple other really good bands, and uh, you know we we kind of me and Escobar uh, kind of became buddies with Viernes Trece, and for a good for a good while we were you know like oh shit yeah they're playing let's go check out you know what's his face and you know oh cool yeah. uh, and I remember like it made me feel like oh shit I remember being a kid and really liking it and you know, it was a different language now but it's the same music and I remember like yeah yeah that's a, I it definitely um, I don't know how would you say like. Oh, I'm 13 years old, jumping up and down in the room, you know, play, oh, playing the radio all out, you know, the kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Rocking out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those it, are the days. I don't know. Um, man, what was one of those things? Like, what, what, how does that happen with films, with movies? It was popular, like, back then? No, like, or... how uh, a certain, oh, I guess superhero movies right now, right? Uh, I'm reminded of Jane Silent Ball Strike Back when they bought the rights, of, you know, in, in the movie, Jane Silent Ball Strike mm-hmm. Back. When Brody, they're selling the comic book stores, and we're, he's like, "Well, as soon as uh, X X Men hit at the box office, everyone, all the studios try to buy up their own franchises. You know, Miramax option for Jane, Silent Bob, or Blunt Man and Chronic. You oh, know? Blunt Man and Chronic. And that's kind of like the, the that's the theme right now with uh, you know, back in the day it was westerns, right? Everybody's making their own version of westerns. Everybody has their what, and they're very formulaic. All the westerns of the old, the spaghetti westerns are very formulaic. The hero says that you know they're very yeah, much yeah. pretty much the same story over and over and over. And now we're kind of the superhero movie is a new version of the what the western was back then. Actually, Westerns died out, man. Who knows? Will superheroes movie died out now? Well, I mean, maybe there there will be a revamp. Mm-hmm. I'm just really looking forward to Magnificent Seven. That is great, isn't it? I love I I love modern day westerns because they don't. First of all, they're very rare, and number two, you don't see them. Uh, uh, this is like for I grew up with. Where I love westerns, all of them. You know, the old school ones. But I always wanted, like, I wonder what it'd be with a good production, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and, You know, and so I, I even loved The Lone Ranger, the one with the Army Hammer and Johnny Depp. I really like that one. I don't know. You know, of course, Django, you know, is considered oh. a Western. But uh, the modern, you know, you have your, your, your gems. Like, did you ever get a chance to see 310 to Yuma? Which one? Not the new one. Uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, probably period, regardless of Western, one of my favorite movies, with Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. Uh, man, I highly recommend you check it out. That one, that was one of those like, if I'm on a plane, I gotta go like this. Yeah, I gotta cover my eyes, like <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. 
Uh, ben Foster's in it too. Now that I think about oh, it. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, uh, he's in that new one with the the new. Uh, oh, Dante's Infernal or Infernal. Infernal, Infernal yeah. yeah. Dan Brown, the new Dan Brown film. Yeah, I guess you can call it Tom yeah, Hanks. Probably. I don't. I, I like those books too. I mean, because I do like the whole. Um, some of them are. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's pretty far fetched. Uh, the way he's solving these mysteries <laughs> or solving the clues, like, well, this, this like when you, yeah, when you're looking at the trailer, like yeah. in like a minute and a half, yeah. it's like okay, like that, that's a mouthful, like, like <laughs> slow it down a little bit. But again, it's a trailer. But even know. the first one, like the way he figured out, like, oh, it's behind the Mona Lisa, like the way he's figuring out, he's like, hey, 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 buddy, like a really bad movie that <laughs> <Yeah>. somebody did. <laughs> yeah, but I like, I do enjoy them. You know, they'd be cool. It's almost like the Sherlock Holmes things. Like you just like to see how he's getting to a certain point. You know, yeah. what riddle is he solving? What is this? A Chinese riddle? <laughs> you know, what riddles he's solving to get to this point? I, I like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess I mean, I'm so looking forward to it. I guess it's just because you, uh, you know, like maybe that's the for both of us. Like we always wanted to be that guy to be. Oh hell yeah, man! You know, I I know most of like to this day, like uh, if I could have one superpower, it'd be to know everything that happened of all time, like or to have it reenacted for you. And if I'm in a certain place, the holograms will come to life of what history was. So and I'd travel to Egypt and see who really built the pyramids. And oh yeah, yeah, aliens was here, or or I'd become like a private detective and go solve murders okay so how, who really killed you know jack the ripper yeah and yeah that'd be a great one who, you know or jfk you know that all these like mysteries of the mysteries of the necessarily even mods like you know how you see those videos like oh the new jersey devil was there ever really a new jersey devil you know that kind of thing that's cool. portals to hell people like ghost sighting like all the everything you ever wanted to know about anything it's there you know or like people reportedly, oh, I was here when I saw Bigfoot. Well, let's, let me reenact it. What really happened, you know? And right, right. Was it him or wasn't it him? You know, like a, 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 you know, superpower. That that'd be my one thing. That'd yeah. be a great one, man. Yeah. I'd probably never come back. No, I don't I, think because right. it would just take so much time to go through like all those thousands of years of history. All those Anything mysteries. I could possibly think of. Oh, the fourth kind, the film, the fourth kind. Let's go. Let's what really happened in those oh, events fuck. when they were kidnapped? You know, like oh my god, it's. As long as I don't get kidnapped, sure, why not? You know the truth to all that oh, stuff. Yeah. That uh, scares the shit out of me. What would be? What about you? What's a? Oh, you, I, another one that I always wish is omnilingual. I always wish I could speak every language ever existed. Huh. Ancient Sumerian. Yeah, exactly. Ancient Sumerian to even. Aramaic. To even, uh, you know, whatever, every, you know, if I go visit fucking buttfuck Egypt, you know, I, I yeah. can speak whatever the uh, dialect or whatever. Because yeah. there's this uh, thing. It's called the. The. Starts with the V. It's Wojcik, Voynich manuscript, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. It's it's dated for uh, for I forgot like what century. It has like these weird drawings in this weird language that nobody could you know uh, decipher. Yeah, or... it's just like you know just uh, like. Is it about the plant book? It has a lot of plants in it. As plants, it's in a it, yeah. it's like a. Um, it's almost like a. It feels like an Herbalife book, you know. Like they have remedies and medicines for things we never stuff like that. Yeah, and they just can't figure out a way to decipher it, and they they think. That if you can't decipher that, the, there's some hidden secrets in here. They'll cure for cancer, possibly. Like, for everything. Yeah. Comes immortality, I uh-huh. think. Yeah, the possibility. Yeah, I have heard of that. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Stuff uh-huh. like that, you know, like all those mysteries, you know, dead tongues, dead languages, dead uh, just uh, societies. Yeah. Like Atlantis. That's like the first one on the no, top of my list. Yeah. If I could go back in time, that'd probably be the first place I hit up. Yeah, that, that definitely. I mean, where do you even start? Like uh, Alexander's Museum, his library? Oh. Alexander's Library, where oh my god, where that's where most of the Alexandria. information is, is buried. Um, 
ah man, where Solomon's uh, 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 what's it? His minds, King Solomon's mind. Oh, like where he has all uh, all this information. Buried. Like man, where do you even Ark go? Ark of the Covenant, man. Yeah, exactly. Where do you even go from this stuff, man? It's or like, just like go from one end to the other. I'm pretty sure there were, like would be like some kind of like major consequence. I don't know. The yeah, space time continuum. I don't know. Ultimate. I mean, I, that's why I say I'm not. I, don't, I just want to see the holographic reenactments of it. That's all. I just want the knowledge. I don't care about altering any of it. You know, I just want to know what's really going on. Not that anyone will believe me. I don't care if anyone believes. I just want to know. You know, I mean, just as long as you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, thirst for knowledge. I guess. <laughs> Faustine. Faustine in a way. Ah, Faust. Yeah. Ah, that's so interesting. Oh, kick away Oscar Wilde for a bit or something. Oh, oh my! Don't Vis- even visit him in jail. Oh my God! Don't even. Uh, yeah. Salt buddy. He looks exactly like this British actor that I always wanted him to play him in a movie. Uh, he was in V for Vendetta, the guy who owns her friend that owns that like uh, TV company. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? They eventually arrest him. Uh, She's the one. He's the one that. Uh, Puts on that like skit where the V for Vendetta's running around. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He Oscar Wilde looks just like him, like, almost exactly like him in, in in real life. And I always wanted him to play him in a in a, in a biopic of him. That'd be a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. Oscar Wilde biopic. I I I, 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 I think I brought it up, but you know, there's always like these guys like uh, what's his face? The Johnny Depp's friend that wrote uh, Lo- Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson, and then uh, Bukowski, Charles Bukowski. Oh, yeah, I, I hate when people like <laughs> quote these guys who are literally just bootleg versions of Oscar Wilde. Go back to the OG man. Oscar Wilde was this guy, or these guys two, three hundred years ago. You know, like this was him in the eighteen hundreds. This was Oscar. Oscar Wilde was these guys back then, and when it was way, way more like the shit he was saying like back then was really, you know, uh, how dare you, you know, that kind of thing. You know? I mean, just like the way, like in just like a single sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, most people would have to like write chapters, you know. To but like he, he like his voice. I don't know. I don't know how to how to even like. I, t- I mean, I, I could literally get almost every single quote of his tattooed on me. That's how prevalent his his quotes for me were. And they, they it's clever. It's yeah. clever. It's insightful. It's philosophical. It's existential. And they're not just his quote. Like they're they're literally put in the conversation of the books of the characters he's having. So it's a mm-hmm. character saying these. It's not like he's just saying like, oh, let me write a book. Right, of quotes. right. He's literally he's putting it in a really clever way into the into the plot or the storylines of the things. You know, he's giving the voice of the smart ass or the rich guy or of uh, the clever guy in in the, in the movie or the mentor actually, and he's giving it and he's the one saying it to who the to the protagonist or the antagonist. Right. And, and, and I tell you, like, oh, man, off the top of my head, oh, you know, now he's saying this in the 1860s. You know, nowadays. People know the price of everything and the value of nothing. That's never more relevant than right now in this society, in this day and age. And he's saying it back then, you know. Be yourself, everybody else is taking. How many times have you seen that fucking quote posted on someone's Facebook? Some stupid bitch that wants to look pretty posting it as her sunset. No, I, I get you. I get and you. he's saying this in the 1800s. You know, it's, it's amazing, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. What do you say? He said, genius is born, not paid. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of my favorite ones from him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of... Quotable, quotables. I, I, I'm a huge fan of it. I got, well, it was only book and then his play. I have them both over there. Oh, oh that I think I used to have a joke about that. I think I told you, right? 
because his, his play was the important uh, the importance of being the earnest. earnest. I was like, oh, I think I just fucked up on Amazon. I now know everything I need, I more than I ever needed to know about Jim Varney. <laughs> Not many people got that one. I was like, I like, my, it's weird. Like my favorite jokes, I used to love. Nobody got them. I was like, man, fuck you guys. <laughs> that's shit, it's so good. That's a good one, guys. You know? Trust me, guys. Look this, Google this, and then you'll get the reference, and then you'll laugh. You know, I, I always feel like saying that, but couldn't. No, nobody would get that one. <laughs> so you'd have to set it up somehow. I, I heard I they're trying to revamp that character. Yeah, Damn, they're, yeah, uh, yeah. They're trying to give it to somebody, whatever you know. Who who would you pick as the new Ernest? Shit, I don't know. It's pretty unique. Um, I don't even know. I, would you even would you give it to a female? Would you give it to a male? I mean, or who who's out there that you think could do the job? Like in that kind of goofy but funny. Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who even pull? Can anyone even pull that off? <laughs> that kind of character off anymore? Uh, uh, who, who, like, Off the top of my head, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, didn't, I probably have to think about it. Because you wouldn't even really say Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey's already Jim Carrey. You know, it'd be someone who's not even yeah. too famous. And even if... I don't even think he could really, you know... Yeah, he's his, his own style thing. is yeah. something different. Because, uh, uh, like, Jim Varney, he does have, like, you know, like... Like, his physical comedy. Because uh-huh. it is physical, but it's not, like, super flamboyant. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something else. It's, uh... I just keep thinking, like, in uh, Ernest Goes to Jail. Yeah. Like, when he's, like, trapped onto, like, the, yeah. the vacuum and he's just all over the place. <laughs> it's very like, reminiscent of, like, you know, like, Abbott and Costello or uh, or uh, Lauren, Lauren Hardy, Hardy, you know? Yeah. They're very reminiscent of that. It was funny you bring up um, Ernest Goes to Jail because they were talking about the how how did this get made podcast where they review bad movies, good but in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, June Diane Riffle, who's Paul Shear's wife, she's talking about like, was it just me or was Bad Ernest sexy as fuck? <laughs> and it started busting up. Oh, yeah, when he's uh, <laughs> yeah, Nash. When he's, when he yeah, it's Nash. Nash. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember Jason Manzuki, you know Jason Manzuki's mm-hmm. the beardy dude? He's, he's, he looks over like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> yes, it was just you. Like, I don't know, girl. And then, like, there was another special girl guest who's like, yes, he was. Oh, my God. It was, I thought it was just me, too. Like, he was so sexy. <laughs> it's like, and the guys are like, what are you talking about? No. It's, it was very funny seeing them argue about it. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like, like the earnest character mm-hmm. and, you know, the bad earnest character are two completely different people. He's, like, a, good he's actor. a fucking badass. He's you know? a good actor, dude. That's like, I think, I've seen some other stuff of his when he before he got into the earnest character or where he did, like, side, you know. Uh, he's like, dude, actually, Beverly Hills, uh, Beverly Hillbillies was him. Oh, yeah, he was. And he, he was, was really, he was great he in was that good. movie. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, the voice of Slinky from the Toy Story oh, movie. Slinky. Yeah. Man, rest in peace. I really love uh, Jim Barney, man. Jim Barney was good. Ernest was, was dope as fuck, dude. Yeah, I don't know who, who would we get to replace Honestly, him. Honestly, nah, man. That's... You know who would be alright? Uh, Eugene uh, Ignacio. What's his name? The, the Mexican dude that's been in more re- more recent movies. Uh, he was in uh, Instructions Not Included. The lead guy? The dad? Yeah, the dad. Um, I think he'd be a Mexican Ernest. <laughs> Mexican Ernest. You'd Gregor? Or was it... I don't, I don't know his name. Yeah, I, I forget. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know the guy, but I just don't know his name or anything else he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. That's funny. Uh, what else? Anything else? Still trying to think of like who'd replace Ernest, but that's going to take some thinking. You got to have to make a whole list of it or something, huh? Something. I mean, I don't know, because like, even you know, when he was still alive, like, who do you even compare that to? 
uh, yeah, it'd have to be one of the classic, like you know, you know, silver era, uh, silver screen era guys, you know. Guess so. I mean, like, think uh, who's it? Uh, uh, Buster Keaton. Yeah, way Buster back Keaton. When, like, who would you compare that used to do all like? Oh, for sure, I compare <laughs> Charlie Chaplin back then, though. Oh, right, right. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. Uh, Lucille Ball, yeah. I would consider like a you know modern day. I, I still feel like she's like uh, literally had the best. She was a perfect blend of like uh, like Chaplin and the, and like some and the Marx Brothers, hmm. or our brother okay. yeah, the Stooges and the Marx Brothers. She was a perfect blend of Stooges and Marx Brothers because she did have that. Obviously, she was very physical comedian, slapsticky, mm-hmm. but a lot of the lines were very clever, very very clever, very funny. Uh, just like the expressions, very her delivery, man. Very exactly, you know, set up and punch were were on spot, and uh, I, I do think she's a perfect amalgamation of that that kind of comedy. You know, that's why I think. She, She's so fucking funny because she can do both. Usually, you have a woman that can do one or the other. And one or the other. Yeah. She can really. I mean, speaking of you know female comedies, to bring it back to Ghostbusters, all those girls are really, really talented, all in their own unique way. Right. And uh, but they can. I think that's kind of what's required of you now, for the most part, in this modern day age, especially if you're a female. You got to be able to do both. You got to mm-hmm. be able to do the physical bullshit, and you got to be able to do the uh, delivery. Uh, you know, delivery lines. Cause like like let's see who's one who I don't like. Okay, so Chelsea Handler, I really don't find her that funny at all, and a lot of her stuff is very deadpan. Like her and delivery doesn't work anymore any days. You know, you can't get away with being pretty and saying something kind of gross, and oh let's get a laugh. You know, Sarah Silverman used to be that way. She was very pretty and she says something that oh no. Um, uh, you know, oh, I can't believe she's talking about you know uh, black dicks. Oh, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That you can't get away with that shit anymore. That you, get, we expect more out of you. You know, you, I don't <laughs> know. Can you be, be really funny now? Be funny for real now. You don't. Know, we're not letting you. Yeah, she does. It. Actually, a lot of, like uh, the same way with uh, what's her face, the one that's very popular right now, um, Amy Schumer. Oh, okay. I don't find her funny at all. I haven't seen any of her stuff. Shows. It's movies, not that anything. good. It's not that good at all. I mean, she did. A, she had a cameo in Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Yeah, that's right. The waitress at T.J. Miller was also right. No, that was a uh, Jillian Jacobs. Oh, you're right. Uh, who was she? Uh, she was Amy in, Schumer, in she, the Office worker, right? Uh, um, it was um where they're at the party. Uh huh. And uh, where uh, Steve Carell is talking to Patton Oswalt, mm-hmm. and he's just talking about. Like, I love that that conversation that they have, by the way. Yeah. Um, they're at the party, and then it's like, oh, somebody brought heroin. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, like, he's like, oh, bucket list, bucket list. And it's like, here, let uh, so-and-so do it. She's a nurse. That's Amy Schumer. Yeah. And then they give her the drugs and does whatever. Just a tiny part. Yeah. Yeah, I never, found I, it. I never found it. I never found it. Actually, uh, there's a lot of female comics that if you're looking for, um, Eliza Schlesinger, have you seen her stand-up yet? Yes, I see, um, I see, which is the war one? Uh, oh, War Paint. War Paint, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that was really That was good. the most recent one. But I saw another one that she had, too. Uh, Ali Wong, have you heard of her? Oh, you guys were telling me um, that the kids were watching it. Or yeah, Gwen was recommended it to me. You gotta check her out. She's actually before the stand up, I wanted to see her because she was a, a podcast guest on Mark Maron's podcast. Hmm. Like, oh wow, she's really like I like her a lot. You know, she's really, really clever. And I, and then cut to like a week later, Gwen's telling me about her stand up. Like, oh shit, okay, I gotta see her. It's there. a sign. Yeah, yeah but she's a really good female stand up. I've seen. I never seen this special, but I've you know other stuff from her. Uh, there's a lot of great female comics, but uh, the ones—it's really like I said—you can't get away with just being pretty and saying something kind of funny, or kind of uh, not funny, excuse me, kind of uh, outlandish or 
or controversial and right. oh you know can't, it's not the 1800s anymore. it's not you know it's, yeah it's, no it's, it's an exaggeration but you know like yeah. you know maybe once upon a time you could get away with stuff like that it's like that, oh man this girl's saying all this crazy shit you know yeah exactly that's why i that's why i, I that's the people that find like like amy schumer funny uh, or Chelsea Handler, or whatever the, the hot female comic is at the time I right now. I saw Chelsea, one of Chelsea Handler's uh, stand-ups. Uh-huh. No, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. well, well, I say the people that find that funny now, like, you're just late to the game. And the, the, there's a whole world of stand-up that's moved past that bullshit. And the fact that you still like her, you're, you're behind, you gotta step up your IQ level, man. You gotta... Yeah. Chelsea the, Peretti one. She's great. I really she, like her. She, she was good. Uh, I love Chelsea Peretti, actually, because... That special was I've never she did something I've never seen done before. You saw that, right? Yeah, that's I, on Netflix, right? Yes, uh, yeah. they keep cutting to the audience, and sometimes there's like animals or <laughs> animals <laughs> that are just not reacting whatsoever. So it's not like the animal is doing something funny, or the dog or the cat was doing something like. It's just like there's a punchline and everyone's laughing, but they zoom in on an animal that's like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like what? What's the fucking point? Obviously, it's a dog. Obviously, you're not gonna understand. But the what, the dog, you know how dogs have certain characteristical faces. Right, right. The faces is always like, what's what's so funny? Like shrugging your shoulders. What's so funny about that? I don't care. <laughs> she, I've never seen anyone stand up. That was like, that was pretty good. I could stop clapping every time that would happen. Um, I thought that shit, shit like that, man. Chuck Perry is a great example. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing with guys too. Guys can't get away with saying something like, I don't want to talk, right? Because, uh, you know, a lot of... This is what I would hate, because a lot of the people would laugh at... Um, okay, so I... Uh, I was work, I was at work the other day, and, you know, we're, we're all hanging out. We're waiting for the clock so we can clock out, right? And uh, one of the guy, uh, my buddy John, he's saying something like... John Moore, he's saying something like, uh, like, oh, he's talking about nothing really funny. He's saying, oh, Rory, he gave me... He's talking about thumb drive. He just couldn't come up with word. Like, Rory, Rory gave me, and I just like, what, head? And then everyone starts laughing, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, oh, it's, it's, it was kind of, it was more like what you just did, like <laughs> like a snicker joke, right? And, oh, you know, okay. just like, <laughs> like a, or a little giggle. I just for that. Uh, and, and then a, a few of the guys were like, oh, my God, Steve, that was a good one. That was a good one. And I was wondering, like, I wanted to slap him. Like, that wasn't a good one, dude. That's, <laughs> That's that wasn't even a fucking joke. Stop yeah, laughing at that. Word. And it made me mad. <laughs> and I got the kid, like, that was a good one, because he, Get this kid is a younger dude, but he never laughs at anything other than the stuff I say. But he, he's like starts busting up at that. I was like, nah, now nah, that was a good one, Steve. You got me on that one. You that was a good one. I was like, I really started like I remember like, <laughs> like I could see my face. I tried to say, like, okay, don't let don't let him see how pissed you're getting because this is ridiculous to get mad over this <laughs> that you're laughing too much. I was like, but I remember getting mad like, fuck you, man. Like that's not a good joke. Stop laughing at that. So bad at that joke. That was like a whatever joke, a throwaway joke. You know? Yeah, yeah. But you didn't want to laugh at my like uh, <laughs> that joke I had about the. Uh, the last words to his daddy, the the baby, and the see you later alligator. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to laugh at that one. He thought that was inappropriate. Oh, because that's all that's wrong. Yeah, I just like fuck yourself, man. Well, fuck yourself. I always wanted to, like go over there and just punch him, like. Uh, but that's a good thing. You guys can't get away with that kind of humor anymore. Where you just say something that's oh, very like <laughs> you gotta be clever. You gotta be sw- anybody, guy or girl. You gotta be clever. You got everyone. Definitely. The the people who watch stand up, they've moved on to. A, they expect a certain level. You can't just fool them with this. Uh, Early Howie Mandel shit, you know, where he used to do or, or Yakov Smirnoff, you know? Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> he had a gimmick, and you, you move on past the gimmick, and now you get to the what's really funny. Give me something clever, funny. Give me something that right. that makes me laugh. And, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's the same way in any art form, any medium? Probably. 
you know, just like we were talking about music, you know, like something was popular at some point, but then you grow out of it. Yeah. Something new, you know. Yeah, everything's always evolving. Everything's changing. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't, music is kind of hard. It's a bad example, maybe, you know, because well, there's a lot of simple songs. I guess it'd be what you'd consider, like, evolving. Because there's sometimes, like, there's a great song that I love. And ironically, it's by Charles Manson. <laughs> it's "Look at Your Game Girl," and that whole song is two chords. It's a simple song. The lyrics aren't that special, but I love that song. Do you think musicians can get away with something? Maybe, maybe they're the exception. Maybe a good. You know? Well, I mean, it depends on what you like. You can't really yeah. say like, "Oh, this song's better than that one," just because yeah, there's so going to be people that agree with one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe music is a bad example because maybe that is an art form that doesn't have to uh, expect something out of it. You can get what you want. Like comedy, you need to step up your game. Yeah, acting. You even your acting chops. Even you know they. If you look at like who won Oscars, you're like, this girl got an Oscar for that back then. But back then, but now people have stepped their game. Do we have music? Is one of those things that comes around because you could write a, a really great song, but it's very simple. And then you could write a really technical song, very like oh things all crescendos all over the place. You know, uh, melodies all you know crazy melodies and crazy shit. And like oh, okay, and people won't give it as much credit as something that was. You know, because maybe like to a certain degree, like whatever you know, art form we're talking about, like music, for example, it's you probably have to be a musician to appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, but but maybe in that case, only jazz would be the only appreciated music ever. You know, I mean, it should be. I mean, because well, but, no, it shouldn't be the only appreciated music. No, I mean, like yeah. uh, like it should be. Uh, it should have like that awareness with everybody. Oh, that even man, if you don't, man. only in America, not your place. not your thing. Yeah. But you should just know that that's like. Not for the faint of ear or for the faint of mind. You know? Yeah, well, it's musician's music. You know, that's what we used to call it. Well, my my music teacher used to call it the jazz musician. He's the one that got me into it because he was so arrogant about it. Like, man, I better I better know what this is because because I don't want to be uh, looking on the outside looking in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and I, I grew to love it. But what I mean is like uh, that's really is one of those. If it, uh, there's some Beck songs, right? Where the whole song is like three chords, but that's one of my favorite songs. And it was a really, really great, great song. And it probably took a little bit of time to write that. It was very creative. But it's not as complicated as his other ones. But I don't feel like the other ones are very complicated. And you can hear the different changes in certain things. They're not as good as this other song that was just three chords. I think that's another thing. I think music, for whatever reason, um, uh, there's something different going on with music where you can get away with. Sim- there's, some, there's a beauty in simplicity, you know, that doesn't necessarily apply to the other art forms. Kind Sim- of like Occam's Razor. Mostly, no, that's not really. <laughs> I was thinking like just the simplicity of it's the simplest explanation is probably the correct one. No, that's a little different. There's I was just thinking just simpli- simpli- just because it's simple doesn't mean it's good or bad. I mean, I think that's the cool thing about it. You know, if it Ooh. hits, it hits. It doesn't really matter whether or not it's simple or it's uh, or it's complicated. Like if it hits you, it hits you. You know. Yeah. It's like you don't really choose what you like necessarily. Mm-hmm. You hear something, it's like, oh shit, what is this? I like this. Like, you don't even realize that you like it until you come to that realization that you like something, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I think whatever reason, music is one of those that's outside that boundary. Hmm. It's outside the the rules that apply to other artists or other art ships, you know, other mediums. I mean, no one's going to write a novel with, like, uh, fucking bad spelling and, like, Oh, no, I've seen some pretty bad novels. I see any of the Stephanie Meyer, uh, oh, yeah. you know. So uh, there goes that one. <laughs> I mean, like, fuck. It's not just the voice, you know. Like people have a voice, you know, when they write, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, just like I don't know, just like the way you know people like talk, like you know, online lingo, whatever, LOL, like um, TBH, shit like that. 
it's like like in a random conversation you know, like you might not speak that way but okay I get what you're saying but if somebody mm-hmm. would write a book or something you know with like that same delivery mm-hmm. like I don't know about just me personally just cause I think it's annoying yeah like I don't think you know I could I could you know stomach you know like an entire novel of just like you know just whatever today's internet slang is but what uh what comparison are you making that to uh, like a uh, music 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 oh fuck I was getting to a point I was getting to something <laughs> it was uh something about simple right I guess the sim- it was the simplicity that's what we were talking about but I don't know like what I was getting at with the with the writing <laughs> not the simplicity is it the simplicity dumbing it down yeah where you don't have to think as much I think that maybe that's what it is I mean I don't I don't think that applies to the, to writing a simple song or a song that happens to be simple because there's lots of simple songs out well, look there at, like a, well no, no I'm saying like look at uh, B.B. King B.B. King wrote some of the best in my opinion a lot of it like he was my, probably my favorite blues musician mm. but like after you hear an album you've probably heard them all because a lot of them were repetitive and a little simple after you find that structure mm-hmm. and but it's still every you know to the untrained ear the thrill is gone sounds like my baby don't left me now you know but to the trained ear like oh no no this is way two different songs you know mm-hmm. uh, but there's a simplicity to his writing structure ACDC is actually the same way maybe in a better example because ACDC uh, pretty much writes the exact you know to like a sense the, someone who doesn't listen to any kind of music all their songs could sound the same. Someone who's an ACDC fan, obviously, they're going to sound different. And as, with the, aside from the solos or the four-four, the two-four timing that the drummer would keep, it like most of them are pretty simple. There, there are three chord, stru- there are three riff structure, and then there's a solo, and then there's a chord. You know, say it's a very, very simple structure, but they're kick-ass songs. They're great songs. No, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like people follow it. It's a formula. And there's, there's not necessarily a book version of that or a movie version of that. Because you can like this as much as you can, but when you get to uh, like an intellect, okay, so I've kind of grow, outgrown it. Now I'm expecting something different. So if you're still providing this kind of thing for me, like, well, I, maybe I liked that when I was a kid, but I don't like this kind of stuff now. For music, it's not necessarily the same thing. Like, you know, the, for whatever reason, the, the simplicity doesn't necessarily apply as much as the other one. And think of it like what I said earlier about how, why, like, sometimes, you know, the, the shit I used to like back then, what was the difference is the lyrics. And that's the one thing that, oh, it's not necessarily yeah, the music. It it. Yeah, it's not the music. The music could always could be good or bad. Sometimes it's the music. Yeah. Uh, oh, I get what. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, progressions. Like, when, like say, like, you're Well, trying... I mean, bad music is bad. I'm not saying that. No, I'm yeah. not even, like, yeah. whether or not you like it or don't like it. Yeah. But, you know, like, like, you hear a song... And it's like you hear the progression, you know, like you're typical, you figure it out right away. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like maybe when you're starting out, it's like, oh, cool, like I, I'm playing along to this song. Uh-huh. Right? It's like a first. That was straight up us with tabs, and once we figured that song, it was just boring to play, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's still like that. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really matter how simple or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, maybe at that time, just it was like introducing you to a whole new perspective, a whole new layer of it that you mm-hmm. weren't aware of before. You know, like before I played guitar, I wouldn't know any of that. But now that I play guitar, it's kind of like you get behind the music mm-hmm. in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah. But then it's like, okay, you know, like, you hear something, it's like, okay, like, verse, chorus, verse, uh, interlude, whatever. Like, you kind of you get like, okay, you know, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. You know, does it make it good or does it make it bad? I mean, it's like you still listen to it. can't say that it's bad. It's just if you really want to, you know, like, throw it under the microscope mm-hmm. and just kind of knock it down for every little thing, it's like, oh, well... They did this before. It's nothing that I haven't heard. I, I, that's what I said. I, I really do think, that even to put another version, a reason why it's so completely different from any of the art, other art mediums, uh, 
you really can't hear a stand up more than a few times without it getting like, well, I don't find it funny anymore because comedy is all about surprise or not hearing, not seeing the punchline coming. Oh, good. It's kind of right. like you know, a scene of magic that you already know over and over again. Gotcha. Same thing. Gotcha. Like it loses an element. Hmm. Music doesn't apply to that. You people, people want to hear the old shit. You go to you go see one of your favorite bands. They play nothing but new music. Like what? Give me oh, the yeah, old yeah. shit. Give me the, you're screaming for the good old, you know, give me the, the shit I know. It'll take you back. It's just a, I don't no, know if it takes you back, but you're praying for the shit you know. That's it, that, hey, give me the shit I like. I don't want to hear any of your new shit. You know, most people, right? Uh, and I think that doesn't apply. You know, you go to something like uh, like a, a stand-up comedy show, a live show, and you let's say you saw Louis C.K. last year. And let's say you saw him twice last year. That's how great he was. He's coming back with a new tour, but he's doing the same act. Hey, man, give me some new shit. Don't give me that old shit. You know, it's <laughs> vice versa. Lopez. It's vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. it's just another one. Like, ah, for whatever reason, music is that one thing you can hear over and over and over again. And you want to hear it over as opposed to any other medium where you want something new and original all the time. You know, mm. it's very interesting. I don't know. No, no, I get you. You, you do have your favorites. But I mean, that's almost saying like you're just gonna listen to those specific those specific things like over and over again. But no, no, not, you're not. You know? But if you go to a live show, you're gonna want to hear. But it. if like you hear yeah. that this band is coming to town, uh-huh. it's like, oh man, I love this fucking band. Yeah. You know, like you want to hear all that shit that made you fall in love with that in band, the first place. Know? Correct, and that doesn't apply with uh, with uh, comedy for whatever reason. Um, like I want to hear the jokes I heard that got me into. You're not gonna. No, I want to hear some new shit. Surprise me, motherfucker. You know that's kind of the thing. I don't know why, but for whatever reason. One medium can get away with it, and the other one doesn't. The other one is the complete opposite. You need a standard. Yeah, you need to have a new. Like nowadays, that's what comedians are complaining about that they they have to have a brand new hour every year, or else they're not going to make it. And back in the day, they could literally write that same act for the for for three, four, five years even. They wouldn't change their act, or they wouldn't write that much new material. And nowadays, you literally uh, I forgot who it was. Uh, I want to say Lucy K. That or it might have been no, it wasn't Jerry. It might have been Louis. Anyways. That after after he he does a special every he puts out a special every year he drops it and creates a brand new year mm-hmm. and other comedians are complaining because he's making them step up their game to a brand new pedestal like oh shit and like mm-hmm. I said it's it's just funny how one medium is the complete opposite of the other one where you know you go to see these guys live one place you want to hear it. yeah you can play some new material but you better give me those classics that I fell in right. love with right. another one's like don't give me any old material give me all brand new give make me laugh in a whole brand new way. And I think it's just the, it's the surprise element for, for comedy specifically. You need that new punchline you didn't see coming or something like that, you know? There's that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, like, you know, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I guess, you know, like, actors, for example, you know, there's, like, people, like, are they even actors? Like, like say uh, Seth Rogen, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like him. Mm-hmm. I watch his movies, you know? Like, I get a kick out of it, but it but seems like he Seth plays Rogen. the <laughs> same character in every single one, you know? Uh-huh. Maybe some people, because I've come across, you know, people that are like, Man, I can't stand that fucking guy. Because uh-huh. like, it's like, yeah, like he's not even acting. He's just being himself in every single movie. Well, that's not a new thing, though. But, like, I'm just saying, um, it's, uh, I guess it, like, depending on what the medium is, you know. Um, well, no, we just like the acting. But what, because what I meant by that is, like, it's not fair to say that it's something like this generation, and not that you were saying that, but that this generation is like, oh, now we're just getting pop stars or, or pop people who are popular. Uh, now let's put them in front of the screen, and they're not really even changing. My, people like Michael Sarah or Jesse Eisenberg are not really changing any kind of. Uh, they're play, pretty much playing themselves all the time, and they have this like you know whatever kind of vibe to them. But you look back at and excuse me, I love I love westerns. I love John Wayne. But John Wayne's always playing John Wayne. He played Genghis Khan as John Wayne. Oh, like you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's these there's the standout actors. You had Marlon. You know at the same time you had your Marlon Brando's who's hmm. 
oh my god, you know. At the same time, you had your Kirk Douglases who would give you these just hard performances that make you fucking cry. Uh, but you did, you definitely had your popular actors who would always just play themselves, you know, your, your Rock Hudson's, your, your fucking uh, Gary Grant, your Cary Grant's, and, and now we're just a modern day version, Seth Rogen is that guy, uh, because you're right, he plays the fucking same character all the time, whoever the, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel plays Vin Diesel all the fucking time, you know, even The Rock, no, The Rock, that's not fair, The Rock has a little bit more diversity, but lately he's been playing the same shit all the time, but, but I'm saying, but, you know, it's just like, the, now the standouts now obviously the, those are the ones who are extra special back then like I said Martin Brennan Kirk Douglas even the set Robert De Niro stood out Al Pacino these guys mm-hmm. stood out now we have your Christian Bales your uh, uh, Benedict Cumber, you know people who stand out and they lose themselves in the performance because they're legitimate actors oh yeah, yeah. And, you know what I'm saying like, these are the guys who you know uh, they make that's right that's he, that's a real actor that's why he's winning the awards you know right, right. I doubt that any of these guys who are playing the same guys all the time are going to Win anything of merit? Because probably I don't I don't know. Like, They're gonna sell tickets though. I bet you. You know. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like everybody wants to see a pretty face on screen or whatever mm-hmm. it is that makes them popular. Yeah. You know, I came across a sort of I think I mentioned it before about how you know like you have your legitimate actors, you know, and then you have your actors. They're just kind of like, kind of. They're just doing it, you know, just for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's not really, you know, because they're like... You mean like character these... actors? Or do you mean uh, just like... Uh... Just actors in general. Okay. I mean, not so much like... Oh, like phoning the... it in. Like when they phone it in. Phone it in? Oh, it, it's an expression where you're just like... Uh, like you said, you're just punching the clock nine to five. Oh, okay, yeah. Just to, You're standing in front of the camera because that's what you need to do. Yeah, right. They're phoning it in, yeah. They're not really yeah. giving themselves to the role. Yeah, it's not like, you know, like an award-winning performance or anything. You know, they're not changing the game. It's just, uh, they're just doing it just because it's something that they can do. They can pull it off. And it's not for the art. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, other people are kind of like, oh, fuck, you know, like, fucking clowns. Like, like, what are they doing, you know? Like, to them, it's like they're like a legitimate, uh, it's a passion, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, what they, you know, what they live for. And to them, it's just kind of like oh, collecting a bill, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the cast of Friends, I got you, man. <laughs> Still never haven't watched that show, man. Uh, do yourself a favor, bro. <laughs> like I don't plan on it. Like yeah. I've gone decades, you know, without you know going at it. None of it appeals to me. So what were you saying? What, what were you, the point you're making? Uh, shit. Again, I lost it. <laughs> it's like it's like I set myself up up for it, <laughs> but then you know once I lose tangents, I'm like, like how did I get here? You know? Oh my god. Um. It's, uh, You're saying actors who aren't really, they're just phoning it in. The actors that aren't really, they're just, they're, they don't have their, their passion for it. What about them? No, it's like they just, you know, do enough just to get by, but it's not really like a thing with them, you know, mm-hmm. where they're, you know, trying to like improve or, you know, you know, uh, take it to another level. You know, the way like you say Christian Bale, you know, it was mm-hmm. like people like that get into the roles, you know, whether they're method actors, you know, whatever, like the things that they do. It's like you can watch it and even like I'm not an actor or anything. But, you know, you, there's, like, you know, movies you watch, actors you watch, but you watch them, like, fuck, that shit is inspiring, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, it's not really about the art. That's Nicolas Cage, yeah. Uh, hey, man. He inspires me. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is it's inspired. Like, like, I still, like, Leaving Las Vegas is still, like, fucking just, like, a standout movie, standout yeah. performance, like, Kim, Elizabeth Shue, yeah. all that shit. But, um, like, you were saying how, like, we were still, you know, talking about music, like, that's kind of separate. But yeah, I guess, you know, just like there's so much diversity, but, you know, with music, you know, and then maybe with uh, acting, I guess maybe some people, they don't like if they can make a living now, you know, working too hard at it, maybe. Uh, that actually, I don't know um, if that's what you're trying to say specifically, but I remember Justin Long said 
this thing about it, but he's very aware of it. And that's almost forgivable, the fact that he's aware of it. He's not, like, trying to fool anybody, and he's not definitely not trying to fool himself. Sometimes you're just more offended when you're trying to put one over on me or even put one over yourself. Like, hey, you almost want to, like, slap in the face and come to society. And Justin Long said this, and I thought that was really, really great because he says he has no idea why he's successful, uh, mm. why he's making a living at acting. He has no idea because he's not really that good looking, uh, and he's not really that good an actor, but he just happens something, you know, he, but he's right place right time and the roles are picked you know and i thought that was very honest and very he's very aware of himself and i i I can respect that there's someone who knows exactly what's going on and he's not trying to fool anybody and and he's doing his thing i I respect that i definitely respect that more than the guy who's uh, let's say let's bring up justin bieber justin bieber is a pop star who's trying to pretend he's a musician that's offensive to me in his assumption if he was a pop star who just realized he was a pop star whatever that's just another douche track i wouldn't be so filled with like, hate i'm not filled with hate but i'm make, let's right. exaggerate these emotions but i wouldn't be so angry that the fact that he's successful uh but the fact that he's trying to convince us that he's something more than he's not and he's well, an artist well now you're just getting into the whole hypocr- hypocrisy bullshit you're getting to don't fool me because you're not and stop trying to fool yourself we, we all know the game you're a fucking pop star you're you know all you are is as a guy is a pretty looking dude in front of a mic uh singing to girls who are impressionable and dumb that's all you are and that's nothing you know that this rant reminded me of. Uh, remember Aviator, a uh, great movie. You know uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. This part where Kate Kate Winslet, no, no, Kate Blanchett. Uh, Kate Blanchett, yeah, is arguing with. You yeah, know what I'm talking exactly about? What you're talking about, yeah. He's arguing. They're arguing, and she's trying to have the upper hand by having this. You know the way that women do with this, like uh, not the way. That's not fair. The way that people do with this arrogance, like trying to think she's the smartest person in the room and walking away from this conversation in a mature mm-hmm. way. And then he just stops her cold, and he says, "Don't you, don't you do that to me?" He's like, "Don't talk down to me. Don't you ever talk down." You're to an me. actress, and nothing, nothing more. more. That that was like, God damn, that's that. Right. That guy put her in check just yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it was just, it's an amazing performance, and that's kind of how I feel like what Justin Bieber, dude. You're a performer, nothing more. You're you're a pop star, nothing more. And when you it, like, if you diminish that, it takes away all their power. You know, you you diminish what something someone is, and just. It's a self-awareness. That's all you have to be. Because let's say, like, let's say if he was arguing with someone about that, whatever, and he would just, like, I'm a fucking pop star, and I'm, and I'm, and if he would kind of go with it, I'm not illusioned about what I'm doing up here. I'm having fun, and I'm making money, and, you know, it's, it's a little less offensive than if you were. Yeah, I get that. If you were trying to pull one over on me. I don't know. That, that part always made me stick to, like, yeah, you're right. She is an actor. There's nothing more, you know. Or, or he is an actor. Nothing more. What's the book? He makes pretend for a living. That's right. all, you know, it sounds that survival mode. Like, well, how, how good are you in a in a real-life survival? You know, when the world's going to have, what use are you? You're no use to me. I don't know. Maybe. No, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Do you think it goes back to the ancient times when, when actors were looked at in Shakespearean times as a really low way to make a living? Like, even, like, from the silent film era, like, even in the 30s and 40s, like... Disrespected. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, um, it, it's almost like they were looked at the way that, you know, some people look at, like, you strippers? know, porn actors. Stri- I, let's say strippers. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's less, I guess, uh, kind of offensive, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, like, you porn. get a kick out of yeah. it, but it's not like it's anything, like, commendable. Yeah. You know, it's uh just like, oh, I guess that's how they make a living, no judgment. I yeah. wouldn't do it, but, you know, whatever, you know. It's almost the way we look at politicians now. I don't know. Or at least some of us, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad example. But I, I definitely the way I look at politicians now, like, oh, you make your living that way? Oh, okay. I almost feel like, let's say, I, well, I wasn't in an argument with a, like a senator or something like that. And I'd be like, don't you talk about me. You're, you're a politician. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing more. 
I'm going to just start saying that whatever the guy does for a living, I'm going to just start saying that. So, you're a podcaster. Nothing more. Don't you look down on me. <laughs> start questioning their whole existence. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, doing? shit. Yeah. But that, I don't know. I, that's how I'm going to end. I'm going to end my my conversations to it. Like, you're you're a blank, fill in the blank, and nothing more. You're the president of the United States, and nothing more. So fuck <laughs> off. Or, listen, I'm sorry. It's just that lying son of a bitch Johnson. <laughs> from, son of a bitch Johnson. Oh, this goddamn war, and this lying son of a bitch Johnson. <laughs> that's funny, man. Well, know. shit, man. I can't think of a better way to end it. This actually came out to almost a full episode, hour 45. No, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. <laughs> Guys, the Independence Day, man. I want to know what you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. You know what? Like, if I were to saw a movie first, it, it, it is better than Independence Day in that form, in that way than the original one, if I would have seen it first. Oh, okay. But it's, you know, the, it just didn't live up to the, the hype of the original was. You know what I mean? The original at that time. Yeah, exactly. That moment, that time, that there was nothing like it before. I mean, yeah. not nah, nothing like it before. It was the first kind of, you know. Because, uh, like, even when it comes on nowadays, like, if it's on, like, oh, yeah, I sure, watch I'll give it a watch, yeah. you know. Even though it's, uh like, you know, it has like a lot of cheesiness. You know, yeah. Of, uh, mostly like Will Smith just being Will Smith. You <laughs> My know? God, it's, I'm actually glad they cut him out of this. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, I still want to see him in Suicide Squad. Yeah, because he's so not weird. like that anymore. Maybe that was yeah. just like a like a trademark characteristic of his. You know, yeah. He had these random little comments here and there. Like, all right, man, this ain't Fresh Prince anymore. I mean, it worked well for him in Fresh Prince. You know, <laughs> like a lot of like the way he would talk shit to Uncle Phil. Yeah, like it, it was really clever and funny, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I always like Carlton. Carlton, I respect that movie. He, he, I think he lasted the test of time. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, you got anything else last minute to bring up before we end it? Uh, no, man. I think we covered it all. Ah, uh, thank you, folks, for listening at home. Please, by all means, share with your friends and let them know about the podcast. We want to get out the word out there. And let people listen to this. And you guys can, if you want to cuss us out for our views, you can locate us. <laughs> Where can they find you on Instagram? Let's see. Instagram, it's Static and Television, one word. Uh, Twitter? Twitter, it's Lofomatic. Uh, what else? Uh, Periscope? No, you don't. Uh, it's, it works with uh, any, Twitter. Any words? And uh, Facebook, just Luis Medell, right? Yeah, Luis Medell, yeah. On the same, I have Facebook and Instagram under Steve Medell, and my Instagram is Steve Medell 1775 You know why that? You, you ever wonder why, why I put those... 1775 for? Oh, Marines. Right? Yeah, that's right. Thank yeah. you. I, just, a lot of people ask me, like, what's that for? Like, you know how people put their birth year? I'm like, well, I was born. 1775. You know? <laughs> Marine Corps birthday. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah, anything else? Uh, shit, man. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. No. Well, yeah, like I said, just, uh, you know, oh, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you have an Apple phone or any kind of, um, you know, if you have Apple, if you locate to put on your iTunes review, can they leave us a review on any of the Podomatic apps or the uh, Stitcher or anything else we're on? Actually, I don't know about the Stitcher. Like, on Podomatic, I think you can. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I've never, like, left a comment or anything. But, like, when you go onto the Podomatic, uh, the, the homepage, mm-hmm. like, it has, like, a little notification stamp. Mm. But I don't know how it, because sometimes it doesn't even, like, show you, like, who said what. Unless oh. something was said. That's interesting. Oh, okay, well, so wherever, whatever device you're listening to, okay, please, by all means, if you can, just uh, leave a review for us. Give us five stars if you don't mind. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> and we're trying to get up there. Uh, we have eight reviews total. I just checked. Oh, and that's, that's not bad. That's actually pretty, pretty damn good. Anymore. But Better we, than seven. Yeah, exactly. But we appreciate it, and uh, we thank you very much for listening. And anything else? When are we going to be back? Ne- hopefully, we'll be back next week. Next week. Uh, anything special coming up? Um, after next week, I'm trying to think of movies or something, but I can't think of anything. We'll, we'll figure something out. I think we, I think we have uh, a guest planned out, and uh, we'll let you guys know. 
Uh, without any further ado, um, this is Snooze and Booze bring you tears, fears, and pretty good beers. I always get those, like, is it tears or cheers or fears? You know, like, I, I forgot. Was, like, it's I was the original, someone... and then everything else has been like this, like, kind of like a mixture of yeah. that, but never quite there. But I mean, that's the whole point of it. That's Just right. Keep changing it. All right, guys. <laughs>